fire brothers and plumbing's a game We're not like the others who get all the fame If your sick is in trouble, you can call us on the double We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers Oh man! All right. So, what do you guys do this weekend? What, what did like I do this weekend? Yeah. I mean, I did watch that, that that Super Bowl, or at least the halftime show. I wasn't really concerned about the game so much, but the the halftime show was dope, man. Super Smash Bros. level. Yep. Rihanna was next level, man, for sure. I spent I just... a lot of time calling this number, so. Thank you for calling. a website i can only assume yeah okay. uh no i i love the bit too because you think he's just a blue collar plumber when he's just like i know can we you know grift you at a condo or a house and mansion <laughs> and then i realized oh wait no it's luigi it's a bit oh, okay so oh it's a reference yeah it's a reference. yeah okay nice little easter egg an easter egg in marketing material like fucking that's how the, clever like the inception, like the Christopher Nolan inception mm-hmm. level of propaganda yeah. to the point where like, commercial within a commercial, of course. Uh, it's pretty appropriate, though, that, uh, you know, I had to like fall upon like just the comfort of uh, a plumbing service because fucking boy, howdy, did did I do something with my pipes? Yeah, your plumbing so, is hmm, tender. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> Uh, and was that, was that a weekend procedure? You went in on a Saturday? No, like, I went in on a Thursday. I was going to like, say, what's up, man? Uh, all right. So, I mean, weird cold open, but it's our show. So um, I, I went in and I did the thing. I got a vasectomy mm-hmm. uh, at, the, at the ripe old baby age of 36, mm-hmm. um, considering, like, just the social and political climate and decline thereof. Uh, I felt like this is like the most responsible thing to do and and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, the vibe, dude. Uh, which was I don't know. It was all complicated more by the fact that like I don't know why, but like I I thought me just taking my switch to the waiting room would probably be like a little like I don't know a little more than it should have been. So I, I took my uh, my GBA. <laughs> Just sitting there fucking playing Castlevania. You go there and they're like, are you sure you actually need this? Like, are you actually active enough to need this right yeah, now? Yeah, I know. Exactly. My dude. My like, dude. <laughs> like, Game Boy Advance? It... For real? Not even SP. All right. No, yeah. I grabbed, Yeah, it was an SP. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that, no, dude. Enough. No, I, I love I love me that clamshell. Because mm. uh, believe you and me, um, fucking the, the theme of the visit was definitely uh, to open and shut. Yeah, um, right. So... Yeah, I I got the procedure 
the electrical scalpel procedure. Uh, so before they even get you situated, uh, they have to ground you constantly. Uh, so that way, when they run that bit of the surgery. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just fucking tie a little like wire up to you or something, put you in the. Oh, dude. Yeah, I got I got That's that. Wild. I got that like fucking Anna Nicole Smith like jelly okay. fucking on my my hips and pelvis and I got grounded to two different machines. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh the worst, the absolute worst part was the anesthesia. Uh mm-hmm. bear in mind, you're awake for this. Okay, procedure. I was gonna say I, I thought if you got knocked out, man, that seems risky, but okay. Nope. <laughs> you, you are you. Yeah, you're you up are for a, it. You are awake. Uh, you're not. You're not up for it, but you're. You know, you're awake. I mean, they. Well, the worst thing is they put a cartoon ass needle in your scrot, mm-hmm. and it. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. dude, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at this point, it it, it feels like. Um, it kind of feels like what how you 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 sympathize with the fireplace. Uh, after like getting a chimney sweep fucking thrown uh, into the uh, mix, it you, like you were injected, and then like yeah. it it's just a it's a slower enacting version of like Novocaine, but for your groin. So at some mm-hmm. point, doctor just kind of does like his operation of like, can you feel this? Just flex your right. Quick. You good? <laughs> you good? Yeah, yeah. No, just like you gotta let me know if you can feel this. And then like, it's Ooh, the, the worst part is you can feel it, but it doesn't hurt. Mm. So. Yeah, you you feel them batwing everything down there, and oh, just kind of oh my like... goodness, <laughs> that is a image I was not expecting. <laughs> oh, dude, no, it was it was rough. They um, they, but... they, fil- they fillet it, huh? Yup. Oh goodness. Okay. Um, this is really then... good for me, who is considering this procedure myself. It's it's a real eye opening experience to have to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, but then, fucking. At the end, he just goes, this little piggy went to the baker, and he kneads you up, and then uh-huh. he staples you. Uh-huh. Uh, and the worst part has absolutely been the post-care. Um, yeah. Everything hurts. Like, yeah. dude, even, like, like laughing, I'm going to, it, it, it's pain. It's just oh, boy, sheer, yeah. like, yeah. I had no idea that, like, the core of it, like, it's so, it's so, so strange. Connected. <laughs> yes, dude, yeah. like. You, it's like this sensation of like a Jenga tower, and like, just imagine your gooch is like the foundational mm. core of like anything you do, every step you take. Oh goodness! Uh, wow. Every yeah, it's it's rough. So I've been kind of like moving around like Oswald Cobblepot trying to rob the Gotham National. Everybody's just like, <laughs> fucking, you got yeah. hernia? Like, what is that? What's going? On? What's what's up with your leg, dude? And like, you know, I'm just trying to be discreet. I'm like, I'm good. Like you know, yeah. Like I, like I think that you, even if you have to go out and about, like bathrobe should be your only option at that point. Like n- no other clothing necessary. Oh Cer- yeah, just big Lebowski. C- certainly nothing with legs. Uh, absolutely not. Oh dude, yeah. So, uh, day job. Oh, they goodness. just gave me. Uh, I shouldn't even be working at my day job, but like you know, not, not capitalism. All right, of course. So, uh, oh. fucking. They they just allowed me to work remote for the next couple of weeks, which apparently is a far more easier uh, accommodation than just my very simple accompany with doctor's note ask of like, bro, can I wear shorts to work? <laughs> like, <laughs> like gym shorts? Question mark. 
Yeah, and yeah. they're just like, uh, it, I, I don't know. I just find the whole thing funny. Right. Like, I, I, I just, I, I can only imagine, like, fuck, dude, what if I got this done before 2020 to where, like, the, the concept of remote work would have been unheard of? Yeah, no, I mean, you would have gone in, you know? Like, I know I had a uh, fellow employee do it a few years back, and, you know, it was like, wear a jockstrap to work. Uh, that's no. what you had to do. And I was like, dude, what? I was like, we're not playing baseball here, man. But apparently that's what they told him to do, you know, because he's on the job still. Jesus I was like, Christ. hell no, man. Hell no. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's so funny because uh, you mentioned this. Like, it. <laughs> it's very much like who's the ki- who's going to be the kid that jumps in the pool first because I cannot tell you for the, you know, people within, like, mm-hmm. you know, my inner social circles who yeah. I have, like, expressed or otherwise shared like the truth behind it um and b- before i went and just went public with it online um how many of them are just like so i've been thinking about doing it myself you know and right. they just have questions for they're me waiting and, like, for someone just to get yeah absolutely i and i'm glad that you were the guinea pig in this uh particular experiment because I, I, but like what's funny is one of them mentioned the uh, technique known as the air puff technique, and I'm like, See, I don't I didn't, want. To... I I honestly thought they just like burned it. I didn't know anything about an electric scalpel. So, well, yeah, that's what they do. It it they yeah. it cut it. They lightsaber. It's an, a yeah, fucking lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. cut and cauterize. And what and this this procedure you're talking about? They what like puff it up like a balloon and pop it? I don't know. <laughs> fucking, I won't. I won't share the name of the individual who brought it to me. But I do. I dare not put that. I, I yeah. think Google may, at this point is that may, sick that of may not be a uh, uh, you know a, a practice that some people would uh, approve of. Maybe, maybe it's no. some like you know bootleg vasectomy kind of work. I I dude I don't know. I just I think Google's pretty sick of all the uh, vasectomy searches I've put through right. it. So I wasn't yeah. about to. Well, I mean, you're uh, done now at this point. You know, you just gotta heal up and and, and get good, and then you know, fire away. You make it sound like a Dark Souls run. <laughs> I, dude, yeah, maybe, perhaps. Ed, uh, how easy is it to get a vasectomy in Canada? I, I'm just curious. Um, same sort of hurdles, I think, as it as it is down there. They make you wait an exorbitant amount of time when you know you're obviously sure that you don't want another goddamn yeah, kid. It's, <laughs> it's so weird that they're like, "You sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm sure." Like, this is gonna suck. Why would I want to do this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I. But yeah, it's uh, de- de- depending too. I believe uh, our healthcare covers it. That's cool. Yeah, I'm hoping the same because uh, oof, I'm yeah. sure that'd be a pricey uh, endeavor if you didn't have any kind of coverage. So. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if you didn't, it's like under a, a G. Okay, that's not the worst thing in the world with our medical system in America. So. Yeah. Hmm. I might just have someone kick me real hard. That usually seems to do the trick. Yeah. Fuck it. I mean, the the funniest thing is that like it's still like uh it's still like a not a done thing right away. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's it, like it is it is still a 4 to 6 month process before it, there it's just like, "Oh no, you're you're totally cool now." Damn. Okay. Yeah, dude, like, it, it's like the equivalent of, like, emptying a soda fountain at a fast food restaurant. And I'm 
like yeah. like that syrup, bro. Like it's these, not gonna taste right, but it's still there. Like these images, still taste these it. images are are just abundant right now. Ah, <laughs> oh, with the bag and everything, man. Okay. Well, mm. how eloquent. This is this has been uh, the intro to Press Pause Radio episode one hundred and forty five. Um. Oh, we've got we've got our, a bit to talk about. Yeah, I was gonna say this is kind of like our our health conscious episode, maybe. It's been health conscious the last couple yeah. of years. We're just getting uh, older and scared. We're just checking in point. with everyone. Like, what do you guys need? Like, are you guys falling apart like us? Okay, cool. Just checking in. I mean, God, I can't I can't imagine what's gonna be like like the 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 one day one of us gets a kidney stone. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's oh, gonna. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sure that's definitely gonna fucking overtake a conversation or two. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's enough about me. Fuck me for a second, you know. No, you're good. I, I, I'm glad, like I said, that you're able to, uh, you know, give us this information. That you, uh, you're kind of our canary in the cave, so to speak. Uh well, it's yeah. It <laughs> it's funny you use that analogy because I I certainly feel like something is just dead and hanging there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, um, goodness. but anyway. Uh yeah, dude. So Super Bowl happened, uh mm. as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um just I like, we were we were literally home watching it. Like I didn't go out and do anything, you know. I was just like, well, I'll I'll check it out, you know. Halftime show was pretty dope. I was like, all right, yeah, Rihanna, man, queen. Just absolutely slaying it, pregnant. Like I I can't believe she was up on that like high ass elevation, like, you know, pregnant as all hell trying to do choreographed dancing. Um, yeah, and the collective internet hive mind of just being like, fucking Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme. I'm like, oh, Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, no, it was cool, man. Like, I, I, it was a cool halftime show. Like, you know, as, like, people said it wasn't, like, a whole lot because she didn't have any guest stars on it or have all these, like, elaborate things. Like, no, nah, man, just good-ass song, good-ass performer. I was like, that, that, that can be enough, man. I'm okay with that. I'm good with it, yeah, because yeah, I think the only fine. other thing – the only other uh, recent performance that comes to mind is like the weekend getting me fucking motion sick, like uh, through this uh, the goddamn maze. maze. Yeah. Um, did you have any trailers other than Mario that kind of stood out uh, during like? Uh, or, or, dude, have you seen the trailers since then? It's really difficult because like Val has taken a very hard stance and she is very right to do so. And sure. I also want to agree, but ah, uh, dude, is we, it the DC we, one? Yeah, we. Okay. Re- I I was so excited for this movie. Yeah, I know. And you then, to, but yeah, let's not forget well, that eighty nine Batman cannot forgive the fact that this dude kidnapped people. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, they, you know, I mean, I mean, but like, fuck him. You know, honestly, fuck him. But we we should we should say fuck them. They are like let's 
that that that's they're, oh, they I'm are sorry. non-binary. I I apologize. Okay, yes. no, you're good. Agreed. But yeah, no, <laughs> just yeah. But you can't you can't veil crimes as like a cry for help against transphobia. Like that's not how that works. Right. Um. Jesus. Uh. And I gotta ask, and like, for like, forgive me, because like I, I, I always forget whether or not this is a thing that actually happened. At one point, did John Candy, uh, tried to start a Canadian football league? Like, did I dream this, or is this like a Mandela effect? Can Can anybody help me out here? Because like, I it just we haven't really brought up football, but this is something I've been meaning to ask you for years, and like, it finally like shot up. I'm like, this is one of those questions where you got to ask him. So ask. Uh, is is that a thing? Am I making this up? Do you remember this by chance? Um, hmm. Are you like a John Candy guy though? Like, are you? I I kind of feel like that's uh, like that's a a national requirement as a Canadian citizen. Ah, John Candy? Well, I mean, he's he hasn't been around for a while, right? Always, he, you know, that the mortal coil, <laughs> yeah. like in his. Lack thereof will do that to a person. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. He hasn't really been relevant. Yeah. so I'm sorry. Yeah, not really. Yeah, it's. Uh... I I will say just uh, off topic, but I watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Man, that movie's deep as hell. Yeah, especially near the end, I was like, "Holy shit, man!" Like that dude had dramatic bars. I was like, "Damn it! Like, why? Why do we lose him so quick? Like, he would have been." Oh, I'm just saying. Just yeah. Dude, it's a Thanksgiving brought... staple, but yeah, did, does anybody Dude, like? Did, am I should is this something that I've just got to go to Google or the Wayback Man, Machine? Snoops, I mean, got snoops it. I want to. I want to say that I heard something about that, but I I don't know. All right, I feel like he'd be better off starting like a wrestling promotion. Honestly, if you jump that <laughs> way, yeah, a little, huh? I or mean, or a bobsled team from Jamaica. I mean. Yeah. Oh, dude. He did do that. I thought this thing was dead and folded. No, the CFL is very much a real thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're probably thinking of the XFL, man. That's what's done. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. All right, hold on. But this, I, I mean. I'm going to put it in John <clears throat> Candy can, Canada, Canada invented football. Oh. Wait, what? This is a yeah. hot take. Okay. It's true. I, I, man, we can't do anything right, can we? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, interesting. It's so wait, probably, hold on. It's probably why we, we have a league like football that. from you guys. I th- yes, <laughs> it seems it seems appropriate. Oh, okay. See, this is, and this is why I rely heavily upon like the wealth of knowledge that is Ed. Um, so he was the co-owner of the Toronto Argonauts. Ah, I yes. Thought there we go. He fucking founded the goddamn thing. Like I thought that was like, yeah, I thought this was his XFL. God damn! Now I really fucked that up. But you he know? owned a team. That's crazy, man. Even like back in the day to own a football team like that, like that's not something you did back in the nineties. No, yeah, that's a uh, like nowadays. I mean, just about anybody with way more mo- fucking money than they can spend and shitty haircut can do it. But right. true. Oh god! That's like fair. every football team owner has the worst goddamn haircut. Yeah, it's, it's how you, it's how you can and, tell them apart. And they do it to, like, save money. But it's like, you're a fucking billionaire. Who do you care? <laughs> right? You're, th- you're thrifty for this? Okay. Dude, I still feel dumb as fuck that the CFL is a... I, I thought this was, like, one of those, like, failed things and the league folded. Hmm. No. 
This is no, so weird. It I sounds think, like a, arena football is even a, still a thing in the U.S., I'm pretty sure. I think they they play for the Grey Cup. I think that's their big thing. Hmm. So where the fuck? What's your Super Bowl? Grey we Cup. don't really we don't really have one. I mean, if, no. it, if it's Canadian Football League, it's the Grey Cup. That's pretty much think. it. Yeah, yeah. You guys I just shake hands at the end. I'm like, it's been a good season. Good season. <laughs> Let's just all call it a draw. Okay. I I would love to play that game though. Like like EA Sports needs to get on that immediately. On the CFL bandwagon. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Dude, yeah. Like, how does this not have a thing? Like, even no, like no no late hits ever. Yeah, like where like my, where's my the 3DO or Philips CDI title for the CFL? Like. I'm looking this up. This is a rabbit yeah. hole. I had no intention. Oh, no. Yeah, we can't do this on the show, though. We'll be here all night. <laughs> show notes. Show notes. This is definitely show notes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Go they ahead. really, they're just like, we just play for fun, eh? Like, there's God. no fuck. Uh, yeah, the, it's the Grey Cup. Do they pay their uh, players a moderate salary? And, you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, like. The the main the main sport up here is hockey. That's where all the money's going in yeah, terms yeah, of like yeah. sports or whatever. But like, it's not hockey isn't even our national sport. What is lacrosse? Oh, okay, oh. interesting. No one knows that. Yeah. No, I, our exposure to lacrosse was fucking like American Pie. Like, I don't. No, I, I mean, I, most, I, I am ashamed. Or, <laughs> most or, or, most or, Canadians or don't know shirts. that. Yeah. Well, okay. So, I mean, that was a good deep dive we did there on some football. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. I think it. that's the deepest I think we're willing to get for God. Yeah. I don't know another year or so. Yeah, yeah. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders, like mm. fucking. Mm-hmm. Look at this. The Tiger Cats. It's so redundant. I love it. Some badass <laughs> teams right there, man. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm fucking good with it. Um. All right. Well, I Okay, well, would... how about how about this though, my okay. dude? Okay. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Ooh, is I Mega like Man that. their mascot? He is not. <laughs> well, that's a missed opportunity right there. It's Capcom. true. It's true. Let's get on that. Dude, Capcom's got to bring back their uh their football league uh title from the SNES and right there, hidden character Mega Man. He's unlocked. It'll make it'll make headlines within fucking like minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, speaking of headlines, I figured we can this again. Pretty chill episode. We'll we'll talk about some of the major headlines here and there that came across. Uh, we mm-hmm. did have a Nintendo Direct since uh, we last mm-hmm. recorded, which was mm-hmm. Golden Zonkeys. Um, some relatively neat or exciting stuff. Um, I. We we definitely got the very. <laughs> it was it was such a uh, shocking yet like underwhelming death nail to E three. Um, oh, yeah. So there's no, that. no guys. We're still doing it. Really, we're doing it. Oh oh okay. Good I luck. mean, dude, if Tommy Tallarico want to strike the iron while it's hot, I mean, he can he can fucking totally take rain and then just try to still convince us that the Amico is still a thing, and he'll have all of that airtime. He will have to worry about fucking nintendo sony or microsoft it's all him did you uh catch that insanely deep uh feature from slopes game room oh i did not and i wanted to watch it i did 
watch the uh the oof video though uh <laughs> that one jesus christ like like i've always known you know what i mean like we've all kind of known like the dude was just sketch like he's the used car salesman of the fucking video game industry but fucking boy oh boy <laughs> Uh, but no, I have not. Did you did you watch that that four hour? I can only imagine like absolute. I, I did, and woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it all comes back. It all circles back. Oof. Yeah, Oof. I've uh, met him he, because he yeah. he was decent when I met him. Right. Like, I was gonna say I feel bad because like his boy uh, wasn't it Vic that did Electric Playground with him. Yeah, Vic, Victor Victor Island. No, different guy. Different guy. Yeah, he seems all right. You know, I feel like I feel like he gets kind of like lumped in with that whole thing now, and it's like, no, he's good, man. I I'm, I think he's good, right? <laughs> like we're still okay with him. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, fine maybe, with Victor yeah. Lucas. I think yeah. he they they did that from Vancouver. I think is where that was mm-hmm. filmed. Electric yep. Playground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, if we again, if we're gonna do some like like spider web graphs, I mean. I don't have a problem with Sessler, uh, and I can see where he, you know, had some merits, but the dude also kind of went off the deep end for a bit and definitely Sessed alienated it? some folks. Oh, I, dude. I didn't know this. Why, when G4 went under again? No, well, just recently he, oh. he went on a he went on a huge just shit-talking spree and spam Ooh. and just, like, basically, like, just went off about how, like, the, the gamer identity or just, like, just anything associated with the term gamer is just fucking tragic, toxic garbage. And like, he went into detail and like, again, like a dude had some like salient points, but like his delivery mm-hmm. was like fucking far from elegant. Um, mm. And yeah, dude was, uh, I don't know. And it, th- th- there was, there was, that's it. That That's all the tea really. Okay. But, um, all right. I'll I'll have to watch that, dude. I've I've been meaning to watch it because, funny enough, uh, I did have an Amico pre-ordered, but I luckily got my refund. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, have we talked? Uh, I know we maybe mentioned it during the Zonkies, but like Stadia came and went, and they refunded like everything, which is wild to me. Yep. Which is crazy, and actually, like, legitimately, like, for something to go under. Which we all kind of, unfortunately, I I knew it myself. I knew Stadia wasn't gonna last forever. Um, I didn't think it would last as long as it did. But to their credit, they refunded purchases of the hardware as well as games, and they also allowed you to uh, do an update to your controllers to allow for Bluetooth. So you can now use those on pretty much anything that allows Bluetooth access. Which they didn't have to do really any of that stuff. The fact that they did it was at least like a nice little like, hey, sorry. You know what I mean? Like, I wish more we places would so. do that when they should. I mean, I mean, we all knew it was coming, but at least they tried to make good by, you know, the people that did try to like keep it afloat. Me, pretty much the only person. Uh, but I don't know. I I thought it was I a nice way did. to handle it. I thought it was like, well, like it sucks that Google's gonna shut down because they're Google. That's what they do. But like, at least they tried to make like good by some of that. Uh, you know? All right, I will say this. Okay. Because I was right there with you. I appreciated Andrew. I mean, we talked about it. Was like really excited about getting me on board. He totally. Was, and, and we always knew this was going to be my ooya. We all we all knew it. But like, I think a lot of it just had to do with a. Mm. There was nothing there that really 
set it apart or distinguish it from being like an attraction more right. so of it just being an alternative. It was and, it was an alternative and I think the only gimmick it had was very specific to the user. So like for me, it was nice to know that I could get on any browser and play Destiny anywhere I was. As long as I had internet connection in a browser, I could play Destiny. So a very specific thing, but it was like I can play this anywhere I'm going. And I think that if something like a Steam Deck would allow you to play Destiny, then you know, like that would probably be my problem solver right there. I wouldn't even need it. But, you know, a lot of games weren't supported on Steam Deck and there's no like portable option for that game. Um so it was a nice like little gimmick, but like yeah, it's not gonna support a whole service for sure. Well no, and then another thing too was mm. and, and again I think this is something that I I don't know why or how this is still such a struggle even with other current digital storefronts, but the whole appeal the, the 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 whole thing that drives essentially uh, just the existence or otherwise like hey like this is the agency of acquiring digital media over physical mm. media was not just convenience not just you know being able to remain and connected without having to engage or order and wait for it to arrive to you mm-hmm. uh it was supposed to be cheaper right, it completely right. subtracts all of the components involved with manufacturing packaging and other things that supposedly add on to the overall production value of the game you are literally just getting the raw experience of the game Mm -hmm. and by doing so it's supposed to like make it cheaper but that hasn't been the case uh nearly every digital game at most has seen only concession of like fucking ten dollars or maybe you know and there were so many instances where you didn't even see these exclusive titles on Stadia. Stadia was like maybe three I can think of that are also like we we just got news that some of them have been able to escape whatever contractual uh, exclusivity that they had to the platform and mm-hmm. will now like start developing ports to current uh, supported <laughs> uh, yeah. storefronts and platforms. So that's that is good news, mm-hmm. but you had all of these titles that you could literally get anywhere else. Uh, and these titles saw like tons of discounts. Like you did get like a Google uh, subscription plan that was able to reduce. Like basically it was the equivalent of PlayStation plus, except not as friendly, uh, not as consumer friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and just the overall user experience. Like I, I understand like Chromecasting is cool, but like, Dude, I don't like the fact that everything that has to do with Stadia had to involve a second screen and like had the worst user interface, had the worst search algorithm to the uh, point where like you yeah. wanted to find a fuck dude. It was you couldn't even shop. To use. You couldn't even shop on the app. Yeah, like you had the app on your phone. You couldn't even shop on it until like very close to the end of it. Mm-hmm. Fucking like, and this is coming from one of the most. Yeah, yeah, like, your your Google the search should not be a problem for you. Yeah, dude, like that's your thing, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I, I like that at least like because I just did that Bluetooth update like not even a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was fucking weird. I had to, like hold like a combination of buttons. I was like I was entering a cheat code to unlock it. It was weird as shit, but I did it because I had like three of those damn things. So I was like, all right, I got these now. Guess I'll use them for the switch or whatever. 
yeah they're yeah. like oh cool like this is uh something i can use on old consoles that have bluetooth adapters pc mm-hmm. just whatever but it's just been hanging out there it's just a nice little relic at least i can right. still use my ouya oh that's oh can you yeah the oh, games wow. that i have downloaded oh damn i didn't know that yeah they like there's no drm oh. that was a big thing about it okay. now granted uh, I don't know. It's just funny when, like, there's so many dead or archaic features. Like, um, we are going to do play-play again for the first time in a couple years. Because, again, we've got all this neat equipment now. And I'm, like, fucking dying to flex it. And we've got some other uh, videos. But the first couple we did was uh, Sin and Punishment. And we'll talk more about it uh, yeah. in the video. But, like, uh, Sin and Punishment Star Successor, one of its big deals was uh, that it was Nintendo Wi-Fi for not only multiplayer but leaderboards. And so just being reminded that, oh, hey, do you do you want to upload your performance, your score to the leaderboard? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, I don't. I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that ain't going to be a thing. No one needs to see this business. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm, I'm like, I'm right back to just, you know, taking a picture on my iPhone 11 and just posting it on Twitter like every <laughs> yeah. other dipshit. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Aside from that, I mean, I guess, does it, do we have any thoughts about Nintendo Direct real quick before uh, we get into the nitty gritty of what we've been playing? Because I can't really think of any other big news. I mean, I'm uh, I'm, I'm jazzed about the Amiibo. So, you know, I, I made sure to get that pre-ordered because uh, I'm still, you know, hacking away at that whole thing. So, yeah, they, they I think they announced a uh, Breath of the Wild 2 Amiibo and... The game, it was weird. It was kind of like 60 bucks there for like a day or two before the Nintendo Direct, and then they upped the price to 70 So I tried to lock in the price. I know it's only 10 bucks, but, you know, I'm I not mean, trying to pay 70 for a Switch game. I mean, I hate paying 70 for a PS5 game, so, like, I, I'll i pay it because it's Zelda, but still. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks that, like, like, you know. Well, as long as, like, I can anticipate, like, a, a pedigree of the game yeah, that which, yeah like which, which, which that game you could I'm, I'm sure of it like you'll get your money's worth of course i i think i think honestly what the big like hang up on it is and it, it is a very fair point mm-hmm. is that with this being a first party nintendo title doing 70 it'll never go down first, in price <laughs> yeah it'll never go down in price every uh-huh. other first like i'm pretty sure like if we were to come back to ragnarok or forspoken or yeah. any of the other like first party sony titles we can see like a price drop in the uh, maybe forty or thirty dollar range months ahead of time. Eventually, I, yeah, yeah. But fucking Tears of the Kingdom, nope, no. I did like the meme that someone posted of like, oh, I'll just wait till it goes on sale, and it had like the uh, Riddler meme of like, does he know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it was pretty uh, good. I, I enjoyed that reference very much. Ah, uh, man, yeah. It's a shame too because I know someone at work that like got a Switch. Like, hey, we're some good games for it. And I was like, well, there are a few games, but um, don't expect to get them cheap. I said, you'll you'll be lucky to get some of these at forty bucks, maybe. Every once in a great while, they'll have a sale for forty bucks, but if you miss it, you'll you'll have to wait a while. So you know, Mario Kart's your, you know, Odyssey's your, uh, you know, even Zelda. I was like, ah, I was like, maybe you might get the stuff on sale, but uh, probably not. I do appreciate that they started real strong with Pikmin 4, which is like, mm-hmm. 
I, you know, that was definitely uh, an announcement that was out of left field for me because mm-hmm. I very much enjoyed Pikmin 3, but I feel like it was one of those, like, enduring uh, sort of properties that, that kind of got by and warrant, barely warranted a, uh, a Switch port, but didn't really make a whole lot of money commercially. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, you know, will, will Nintendo even visit this franchise? And then, like, sure enough, especially... Uh, not only with Pikmin three again, I, I don't know if it underperformed, but I don't. I know it definitely didn't set the world on fire. But mm-hmm. that fucking three um, DS Pikmin game that I can't even remember the name of, like that. I know for a fact that one was a big flop. So I was really wow. surprised to see that there was a four. Still doing it, yeah. Um, what and, about and was... uh, Game Boy Advance and Game Boy coming to the Switch? I thought that was kind of dope. I yeah, dude. I it's so weird because like, as far as like, I have to basically to sing its praises. I, I have to sing it from the perspective of someone who isn't me. So if you're if like right a, ca- a casual like like right me. like me that doesn't probably have all the stuff already. Right. Yeah. I, I would say the emulation fucking terrific. The scaling. Okay. Like, it is way better. And, like, granted, I think 64 emulation after a few updates are better. Now. It's better now than it mm-hmm. was at launch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Like, well, I'm I, fucked, dude. I will say this. And I was actually doing a... Um, I was thinking about doing a feature on GoldenEye. Because GoldenEye not only hit uh, NSO N64, but it also uh, hit xbox via rare replay mm-hmm. and i spent a lot of time with the rare replay um that shit is a definitely a technical mess uh mm. it like the I, I think a lot of the uh texture mapping is like it does not know what to do on a on a 16 by 9 uh, aspect ratio um the clipping clipping is insane like i i i don't even know like how and like i'm trying to remember and i and i booted it up too but like the response time and i don't know if that has to do again with the wider aspect ratio but the response uh like the the cone of view from enemy ai is like absolutely insane like even if you're just playing on a normal agent level as opposed to 007 level Mm -hmm. um it's they they practically spot you through walls like they anticipate you like the moment you're within a certain radius they know you're there as opposed to you being within a cone of view like mm. i don't know i yeah dude like it's kind of a mess on um on it Xbox. sounds like they're taking like a shortcut and probably didn't need to do that which is again weird because like i don't know rare like microsoft collaborated with nintendo on it mm. uh, i have not checked out the um the nso release other than like you know just seeing some clips posted online but i was mm. you know i was going to see like how well uh because that's one thing the button mapping and like the uh movement definitely has the quality of life enhancement for a more modern mm. uh, approach uh which is you know fucking relieving that like I mean, if you want to be a weird sicko and kind of <laughs> go back to the uh, R button means of aim, like, like 
more power to you. Um, but yeah, no, I was a, uh, I was I was a little dismayed considering like like this is like, I thought I was playing the in-house version. Like I thought I was playing like this is going to be. Uh, the, not necessarily the superior one, but I thought the one that would have the most polish, especially mm-hmm. considering some of the issues with NSO prior. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, Advance Wars one and two reboot. That's still Which a thing. I thought that yeah, I was like, why hasn't come out yet? Like I thought that was supposed to be out a while ago. Uh, that is not out due to. Nintendo reading the social climate, which oh made sense. shit that yeah okay yeah that does make a lot of sense wow I yeah didn't, I wouldn't even give them credit for that but okay it's yeah, just that, it's that, so that makes like, a lot of sense <laughs> yeah but like the thing what's so fucking like wild is that like that is still very much a thing going on like the occupation oh, and yeah. the yeah but like yeah ain't done unfortunately like we've become so desensitized out of sight out of mind and then it's not like in the collective headspace and mm-hmm. like like no one's really talking about it at the moment or not to the extent of when it was first happening uh that now like all right let's let's just get this out of here let's try to recoup whatever fucking quick while uh, they're not looking yep yeah um biggest thing for me uh i mean there there like other ones i don't want to spend too much time uh, I did not anticipate the Botan Kaitos uh, remasters. I thought that was cool. That was, I was like, going to bring those... that up. Yeah, okay. So, like, it's so weird. Like, uh, there's so many... You either love or hate that game. How do you feel about that game, Ed? I think it uh, it basically... It, it took the uh, idea of, like, a card-based system and made it um, less... Uh, what am I, less obnoxious, I'd say. Than uh, than others of its of its time because like that came out at a time where everything was a card game. Remember, you had friggin' Fantasy Star Online three, Card Revolution or whatever it was called. Oh like yeah, it, that's it was right. every everything was card based at a, at a certain point in the early aughts. So yeah, uh, Lost Kingdom. Yeah, that was also friggin' Kingdom Hearts had it and yeah, but I think. Oh. It, Fuck, Chain of Memories also did come around that same time, didn't it? <clears throat> yep, it did. So, like, its system, like, it added a certain amount of tension. Like, uh, the card battle system added a bit of tension because there was that that element of randomness that, mm-hmm. uh, that you know, didn't guarantee that things would go your way. But I felt that maybe it was more engaging because of that, because you had to think tactically uh, at all times. And sort of uh, come up with contingencies based on what you've drawn earlier in in your deck, right? I, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit for what it was. And I mean, you know, having the Motoy Sakuraba soundtrack didn't hurt. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I mean, so it's one of those things like with the Nintendo sixty four, except nowhere near as drastic to where, like you're almost obligated if you owned a GameCube and you were a fan of RPGs that there's nearly there nearly every RPG to an extent like you saw some good in it um just because in comparison to that of the PS2 that practically drowned in fucking RPGs mm. yeah. uh, long past its shelf life too yep so i i thought that Botan Kaitos did not get its uh fair shake um, so much so that like when the prequel Origins came out, 
Like that was one of the most under the radar late generation releases that like nobody gave a shit about. Um, did not have the fanfare or the attention that the original did. Well, um, I paid attention to it. I and I'm happy that you did. Hey, dude, I was right there with you. Like I, you know, again, uh, with Botan Kaito's Origins, I remember uh, Star Fox Assault also came out. Like again, funny enough, both Namco titles that when Namco was doing their partnership with Nintendo. Um, God, there there was like there was a bunch of rando GameCube titles that like did not get the it. How do I say this? Because you know it's funny is that you've already used this uh, line, but like I think I would attest that this is more accurate. You once said that the Wii U is basically the new Dreamcast as far as like the resurgence and like the cult favoritism. I would wager the GameCube is more or less that like especially currently right now in the in, in the in the secondhand market where like fuck dude like chichi robo <laughs> it's like <laughs> like like asking for like hundreds of dollars right now in in in, in sales price yeah um which yeah yeah that is one of them fucking chichi robo came out that year too <laughs> um so yeah dude it's uh I think that kind of just spins into, like that's. I think that's the only that's the only frontier left for Nintendo Switch Online at this point. What is the likelihood? Do you guys think that we will see uh, GameCube getting its fair shake? Like, are, do, are we under the assumption that basically if Dolphin can do it, that Switch can do it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Then I say, why not? Hundred percent. I mean, I, I think. What will happen personally is I think uh, in the same way they did like Game Boy and GBA, they'll consolidate it with Wii and they'll be like select Wii because of the Joy-Cons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I think that would work. And, and, and now do they have, they have GameCube controllers for the Switch? Because I know they came out with them when Smash came out, right? They have the adapter, which like it's a no brainer. Yeah. Okay. And then they can sell their own version of it for sixty and be happy about it. Yeah, if they wanted to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which, speaking of which, I mean, you 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 ask if Dolphin can do it, like, dude, Metroid Prime Remaster, which yeah. ooh, that was the what the fuck, and boy, oh boy, I look nice, I look crisp, and also has GameCube controller compatibility with the adapter. So, um, I I'm excited to revisit that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mess with it a lot yet, but it also has the motion control gimmick uh, from the Wii re- release with the Joy-Cons. So. Which, I th- which I think was like the best iteration of the Wii motion controls of any game. I, I-, I think Prime knocked out of the park. Abs- dude, like, I can't wait to do uh, the Sin and Punishment uh, mm-hmm. play plays with you guys. Mm-hmm. I have so much to say, especially with like, if there is one Wii game, or, like, let alone one Nintendo game that requires a uh, remaster on the Switch, it is absolutely that fucking game. Right. Um, but I'm sorry, Ed, Ed I, you sounded like you had something you wanted to add fire with the Nintendo Direct. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Um. Shit. Uh, I the only other thing that was notable for me it was also the direct that was kind of like, uh, fuck you DS resale market. Uh, we got Ghost Trick, 
uh, getting a mm-hmm. surprise remaster. So that was neat. And then uh, an Etrian Odyssey collection, which, uh, man, those games, which I, I don't know. And, like, I've always been excited to play that on on television. But also at the same time, like, a lot of the appeal of Etrian Odyssey is to use the touchscreen to draw out maps. And I don't yeah. know. Now, am I wrong? Because I, I, I get this confused. They just came out with a uh, Yggdrasil Union on, Swi- or on Steam. Is yes. that a DS game? Is that a DS game, or am I thinking that's a different console? <clears throat> game Boy Advance, as a matter game of Boy fact. Game Boy Advance, but okay. they re-release it on PlayStation Portable. Okay, all right. Well, See, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of fan. I'm a big fan of Department Heaven, which is like the. Uh, it, it was a, a group of games that were released on Game Boy Advance and DS, mm-hmm. and then were all ported over to PSP. Um. The is, it line... like not, is it kind of like an Operation Rainfall kind of a thing where it's like get no. these games on this system? Okay. It, it, no, no. Uh, well, Department Heaven was something like it was a um, like an internal team, oh. uh, and and they designed these games. So it started with uh, Riviera: The Promised Land, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that started off on Wonderswan and it was ported over to the Game Boy Advance, and then from Game Boy Advance, Riviera made its way over to the PSP. And then uh, Idri Union came out on PSP, mm-hmm. and that was port. Uh, sorry, no, a Game Boy Advance, and it was then ported over to PSP. Uh, and then there was Knights in the Nightmare, which was made for DS, which then was ported over to PlayStation Portable. And then finally, there was Gungnir, which was on PlayStation Portable exclusively. Wow! And so, like, okay, so so, but they were on Nintendo systems previous before that last one. And yeah. yeah. And the and okay. the Wonder Swan prior to that, gotcha. Okay, wait, Igdra Union was too. Uh, no, just Riviera. Just Riviera. Yeah, okay. I. Funny enough, um, I grabbed Riviera for PSP, but I mainly played, um, it on the Game Boy Advance. So I've always like been, like telling myself, oh, dude, I should go back and play it. Uh, Igdra Union straight sucked me dry on the PSP. Uh, and it's so funny because uh, once upon a time when I worked for uh, Game Crazy, uh, I, I can't tell you how many loose carts came in of that game for Game Boy Advance. And then years later, like I grabbed on PSP, it just sucked me in. And now those carts go for fucking so much. And I and I feel like they're most definitely the inferior version, especially with the lack of voice acting. Or I don't know how like bit crunched like the voice acting is with the sound capabilities of the Game Boy Advance. You, you know what, man? I, I felt that the Game Boy Advance version was maybe a little better. Really? Uh, on a technical level, yeah. They used really cool full motion full motion video overlays for some of the attacks. It was really well done for its time. I just feel like I get that confused with Etri Nasi. Etri Nasi is a dungeon crawler, correct? Yes. Okay. But it's like weird because like, you make the map or something. That's like it's catch. Yes. Like this is like you have to understand. Like this is like me at GameStop in like 2007, where these are like, you know, like they're like in a little display case that like we're not selling these anymore, but we still have them here. So I didn't know about the games really at all. So like this is all kind of new territory, but but I remember seeing them, and so them coming back, it's like this is kind of niche, yeah. Like I thought, and now I they're mean, re-releasing them, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they're not as niche as you think. Like, there's definitely... that That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. I'm kind of surprised, yeah. No, yeah, Etrian... It... 
like a lot of that would have to do with uh, certain personalities, like uh, like Jeremy Parrish. I'm surprised he hasn't done like a full blown book series just dedicated to Etrianacy. This is definitely one uh, of like his like out outspoken unicorns in terms of video games. So like between him and just like eight by four play, like it, it's like that JRPG that just like. It, it carefully balances the tightrope of like not being too weeb, but being just weeb enough and to where it's approachable and uh, appreciated uh, by a demographic that would be like the, by a larger demographic than what those games would normally cater to. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I'm personally looking forward to it, but yeah, that, that gimmick, I, I don't know how well that will do. Like, I'm sure we'll get, like, the only thing I can think of is if you're playing it docked is get, like, a gross, like, uh, soft keyboard-esque, like, fucking pop-up map where, where you just do it all analog through buttons. I'm like, that is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it's probably going to be the game that's more optimized to play in handheld, given the touchscreen capabilities of the Switch. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to it. Either way, uh, it was a fun direct. Uh, I definitely appreciated the shadow drops that, that was also like, again, totally unheard of, but also the Metroid prime remaster was like kind of one of those worst kept secrets. So like, I I thought we'd be getting it sooner. Um, so just kind of happy to start the year off with it. I'll have more to say, you know, when I say it, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think, uh, we, we good to kind of dive into what's in our console. I haven't been playing a whole lot. Uh, I don't think a lot of us have. No. Uh, weirdly enough, you'd think I would in my bedridden state, but yeah. I, I I played a few things, like nothing crazy, but enough to be you know kind of topical. Fuck yes! All mm-hmm. right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get that going. I would love for you to start because I'm I'm very curious like between what you've been producing and also what you've been streaming lately, which I haven't gotten the chance to check. But like the last time I popped in, you were streaming something I did not recognize uh, or know, and I was like, I, I I'm gonna be honest. Like as soon as I said hi, the painkillers kicked in and I just passed out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, which stream though? I it was the most recent stream. The most uh, the recent stream? Saturday. Yeah. Freaking uh, Valkyrie Profile? That's oh, what it was. The, the, the it was one? Valkyrie Profile. I'm like, why does this look so goddamn familiar? I've just, I've never seen it look that way. But is it the newest one? Uh, no. Uh, it's oh, not okay. It's not Valkyrie Elysium. Uh, got you. Okay, got you. Uh, I want to play that, but I, I don't know, man. I don't think I want to sort of mess with it unless I've got a PS5. Right. <clears throat> right. You can get those now. Like uh, you, yeah, you should... I I don't have money for it though, not right yeah. now. <laughs> no, no, thank um, you. Seven hundred and twenty dollars up here. 
So Jesus Christ, dude. Yup, it sucks. Anyways, um, what I was playing was the PlayStation 4 release of the PlayStation portable port of Valkyrie Profile. So Valkyrie Profile Lenith is what it was. Oh, that was Lenith. And yeah. like Lenith has never had a console port until now. Well, I mean, it was on PSP, but... Well, right, that, but that's what I'm saying, because that's yeah, the remake of the original. Yeah, which was on PS1, yeah. which I, I've got it. Like, uh, um, Valkyrie Profile uh, on PS1 was actually my fifth PlayStation game. So I, I got it at Walmart for $60, which, <laughs> go look for it now, it is super-duper expensive on PS1. It's so fucking stupid. Like, dude... Hmm. Like buying retro games is just not fun anymore. Nope. No, I, I've uh, I'm kind of over it. Um, but yes, uh, Valkyrie Profile. I have I didn't get too far into it. I think I got through like the Forest of Woe, and that was pretty much it. And I got Bellinus, which you know, um, the reason why I emphasize my exes that he is the reason I emphasize my exes. His final attack he says finishing strike extreme void mm. <laughs> x dash extreme void so i always do that every like i've been doing that for a solid two decades now <laughs> 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 drawing out oh. my x's yeah god that reminds me of a uh, shining force three fear my arctic blast oh yes there's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot of gold in terms of like the voice acting in uh, Valkyrie Profile because you know, uh, it was before. Uh, well, first off, it was before the Square Enix merger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was well before like the um, the kind of uh, the kind of voice acting that we started seeing with the uh, the PlayStation Two and such. And it was still PS One at the time, in late PS One, granted, but still. Uh, voice acting wasn't quite there yet. Uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, I love Valkyrie Profile. I'll, I'll find any uh, any reason to buy and play it again. Um, so yeah, um, I thought I think the uh, the stream was receptive to it. They they kind of enjoyed friggin' uh, watching it and such. So yeah. it's 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 um it's a good time. I didn't know it was coming out on PS4 though. No one told me. <laughs> it came out in December. Oh yeah, I didn't. I, have, I had no clue. So it was I, like, I, I, I knew about the new one that came out like on disc, but that's yeah. Atrium, you said uh, Elysium. Elysium. Thank you. Okay. I I will get it because I've got the mm. entire series otherwise. Mm. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not very excited for it. I okay. dude. Right now, again, like PSVR two just came out, and like even with that, in everything up to this point. I the PS5 is still a hard sell. I agree with that. Yeah. So and it's it is fucking bonkers to me that like the people who really made the PSVR the original shine with Astro, you had this console that came bundled with an Astro title for it, and you're not gonna try to incentivize the release of your newfangled VR peripheral with a VR update to your bundled in game from the mass like from the people who really, really helped put uh VR into the uh helped put it into the conversation and, and not make it such a niche thing. Like ah, dude. 
I such a weird move. Mm-hmm. I don't think we talked about the fact that I got into like it's not the PSVR two, but I yeah, you got a PSVR. I got a PSVR. Yeah, yeah. I bought okay. one. Yeah, nice. uh, I bought it on tips and Google money, so that wasn't I so like bad. It. But like oh. you know, it was it, it had fallen to a price where it was kind of easy to do, and I don't know. They all of a sudden they dropped the PSVR two out of nowhere, and I'm like, ah, fuck. Well, but hey, hey. Nothing so, stops me from getting one later down the line. But, like, right but, now, I'm not in the market to spend more than a PS5 on it. So, mm-hmm. hold on to your PSVR. We're going to have to. The PSVR 2, completely different architecture. Oh, yeah, no, does it is. not even, yeah, it doesn't even uh, recognize uh, or old VR. So, like, to play your legacy VR titles, you will need your legacy VR set. So. Yeah. Which is it's fine. It like it, honestly, it's the connect all over again. Yeah, so, yeah. And we saw uh, how that did for them. So mm-hmm. just saying. I okay. So I'm excited because like this is a whole new realm. There are a lot of fucking rad uh, VR games for PlayStation uh, Four that like Ed absolutely like. Okay, uh, I forget the name of it, but the most recent one I played that like just fucking flew under the radar was um the bust to move vr title and, oh yeah yeah uh, yeah dude uh job simulator incredible uh moss i i bought i it. think you did get moss good that yeah, is i got the, the uh, i got the physical copy from england dude in my opinion n- next to astro me personally i like it more than astro but it i i think as far as the um, I would say the meat of the game, like you, you'll get definitely more replay out of Astro, but the experience and especially like just the whole vibe and like, I, I have a very fleshed out review of it on the site. Like that was one of my favorite reviews. I think I did last generation. Um, but in addition to the move controllers that you have with your VR set, you have now opened up all of the move titles on the PlayStation three that That's also true, yeah. deserve Dude, and there's a ton of them. Which I've, I think I've got a PS3i kicking around, so play some Child of Eden. Yup. Yeah, Child of Eden's actually, like, again, totally flew under the radar. Yep. And, like, it's great on Kinect, but, like, if you really want, like, that precision without, like, all of the ridiculousness of uh, preparing the ideal environmental circumstances of... Uh, clear space, lighting, and whatnot. You kind of just want it a little bit more optimized and easier on you. Like that's the version to go with. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I've got I've got a uh, a stack of VR games now. Like uh, mm-hmm. I got Battlezone. I got uh, I got a couple of other ones that are kind of like uh, obscure. Like there's one that had to do with like uh, music tracks. I forget what it's called. Um. And like, uh, obviously, Res Infinite. Um, but I spent most of my time in VR on Tetris Effect connected. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Which, dude, like, I haven't even bothered checking out Tetris Effect on any other system. Um, and shameless plug, by the way, uh, just because he is a friend of the show, he's a dear. Like, I I love the man. Uh, but him and Sam, uh, James Milky. Uh, with Tigertron, their only singular release, Jupiter and Mars. That's honestly a super dope, 
fucking VR game. Like the the echo comparisons are very they're very low hanging fruit, but as far as like the fidelity and head tracking uh of being able to swim freely through the ocean and do so on this like very freeing exploratory basis and just like casually like it it is a fucking like I I think definitively it is much better on VR than like just playing it like without and absolutely recommend grabbing it. And it goes on sale often. Mm -hmm. Um, Blood and Truth. Super good. I have that. Yep. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was kind of dope. I remember playing that demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also, I had the demo come again, the gun stuck like in the car. (laughs) Like I kept on dropping the gun. (laughs) I, I remember that vividly. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I will also say, dude, super hot, completely yeah. different game in VR. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You also have access to Beat Saber, we uh, have Job it. Stoffer. Oh, sweet dude, Job Stoffer, also friend of the show. Um, he like his dedicated entire fitness journey, and the cardio and just overall discipline and and just like totally staying on top of and playing through. All of the uh, advanced modes of the game, dude has absolutely gone on a uh, complete 180 uh, as far as his physical health and a lot of that. Like he's very, he's a very big advocate for VR fitness, and Beat Saber was one of the uh, big games for him. Uh, Farpoint, dope as fuck. Also, totally under the radar. Nobody played this. Um, I think the worst part. Here's the thing: a lot of VR games like like the shittiness of them um farpoint being one of the rare exceptions is that like stuff like skyrim or doom uh because of like some of the limitations like the teleport mechanic of moving around it's jarring it, it's definitely like if, if you're not in the right headspace it can totally make you motion sick mm-hmm. and like it's not it's not a great time but um I uh, I definitely have to say for the limited uh, aspects to Farpoint, I still think out of all of these like experiences, uh, definitely another must-play. And then, of course, yeah, Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is basically like, what if you did Super Mario Sunshine in VR? Hmm. Yeah, it is... Uh, it, I don't know, but there's so fucking many... Dude, like... Uh, there's this one that always gets advertised to me and I want to check it out down the rabbit hole, which kind of like it, it looks like a weird take of like, like weeb saw. Um, but like with an Alice in Wonderland motif, um, I don't know. Uh, there, I, there's I so think I've seen something about that. It, it did look interesting. Yeah, dude, there's so many like, and it's so weird. It's this like weird, different hidden world of, of games that like, if my shit wasn't like thrown about and piled everywhere as it was, I'd absolutely be playing uh, more VR. I mean, that's the thing too. I have like my day jobs work from home setup, like here in the game room, along with everything else, like in tatters. So I think the last VR game I did play uh, was Tetris effect and Jupiter and Mars, just because they're more or less about the head tracking spectacle of it. Not so much the like free roaming um, which again, you know, I now that I think about it, I would really like to get back into Moss because Moss is also kind of a it's it's a little bit low key as far as what it asks of you. 
But yeah, all right. I'm happy. Did, did yeah. you also come across like this weird fucking Ed only sort of like deal where like some neighbor or some fucking dude in a raincoat was just like, here's a box of shit for free. You're welcome. And then just disappear in a fog. <laughs> you uh, just get, you get, you get all the PlayStation move stuff like the gun and all the wands. I and got, with I it did too. get the gun. Okay, I figured you would. I, I did actually. Would. I did actually. I figured get the you gun. would, but okay. uh, I don't think it's compatible with my via with my uh, move controllers. Though I think it uses the old plug. Huh. So, interesting. Yeah. Oh, you mean those fucking sensors that you had to put on the side and top of your TV? Uh, no, no. Uh, so the old PlayStation move controllers for PS3 used mini USB. The new they ones did. use micro. They did. They did. So the the uh, PS uh, move gun. Uh, has a a mic uh, a mini uh, socket in there instead of a micro. Oh so. no shit! I have yeah. a box gun that like I haven't opened. That's fucking dumb because I I am using legacy move controllers. Oh, that's shitty. Oh, if they're if they're legacy move controllers, they'll work. It's so well, weird no, they're they're the ones from the really. PlayStation Three. They're using yeah. Oh wait. Oh, you mean oh, it's the other way around. You have newer move controllers. I do. With yeah. the mini- oh, probably, probably what PS4 iteration. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yep. I had no idea. That there I'm was telling a you the truth, change. man. You no, know, yeah, the PS3 style. I remember Killzone had a. Didn't Killzone have like a move? Yeah, functionality? K- Killzone yeah. came with it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Like, Holy I shit, thought, dude! I, I thought that was cool as hell. I, dude, like it's so weird because I'm like going through and like I'm gonna check out some VR titles again. I, it's. In the same vein where you see, like, these stealth re-releases from, like, the Wii or Steam to Switch, fucking Fruit Ninja it has a VR title now. So, like, you know, if you like Fruit Ninja on Connect, here, again, like, another example, I'm I'm sure, uh, I, oh, uh, fucking House of the Dead 4. Also, oh, like, mm-hmm. you need to grab oh, that right, while yeah. you can. You need to grab that while you can. Um. Uh, but yeah, dude, uh, I'm excited. So, what did you exactly get? So, you got Tetris Effect, you got Moss, you got Beat Saber, um, Res and, Infinite, and right. Res Infinite. Yeah. Did you uh, did you spring for the uh, physical? Because like that, that oh, keeps yeah. going up. Yep. Okay. I got the uh, Eco. Uh, what is it? The Eco Forward Edition. You didn't get the bodysuit though, did you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Eco Forward Edition. You can get it. You can still get it on IMA, but for like forty-five bucks. Hmm. Yeah, I grabbed. the... Oh, really? Yep. See, fuck, dude. I bought it from like a reseller from like seventy, because I was thinking that it wasn't on IMA bit anymore. Yeah. No. Uh, just the Eco Forward version. The uh, the uh, standard version isn't available. Mm. Which arguably okay. the Eco Forward version, I think I like it better. It's got like the uh, the orange spine, and it's actually got color on the the main. Yeah, cover. mine's yeah. Uh, it's it's got a black and gold tint to it. That's what I remember. Just like the uh, the the Space Meat Man. That's what I call it. <laughs> Mine is all rainbow colored, so that is Ex- that expired is the... Space Meat Man. Hmm. That is the better aesthetic for it. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, do you keep talking and nobody explodes? Also, another incredible VR game. Huh. It sounds like an interesting premise, at least. Oh, dude, you, dude, it's uh, doesn't it is have super like fun. bombs or something like yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. Okay, I've but seen that. what? Yes, but like it's uh, 
if you play it two player especially, it's super fun. Um, just because uh, with VR, they're the one defusing the bomb, and then on the television, the only uh, you only get the instructions of what like you can do, and you relay oh, it over. Oh, cool! Yeah, I I had the most fun watching a giant bomb stream of them playing Rec Room. I'm sure it's probably like not a good game, but like them playing it was probably the funnest thing I've watched. In, Rec like, Room is fucking trash fire. I, I hope it's I know. delisted already. I, I hope oh. it's delisted. <laughs> <laughs> but like it was so much fun watching them play it though. <laughs> uh, um, that's fun. Okay, but you also and that one's climbing up as far as the physical copy, so you should grab it while you can. Job oh, yeah. Simulator must have. Oh yeah. Mm. Yes, I honestly, if you can't. And like that that's another bit of news that kinda came out uh since we last recorded. Uh I I'd imagine none of us really wanna give anything of any value to any any sort of Rick and Morty uh merch or properties. Yeah. Uh, and and dude, it's so like Dan Harmon's just like, bro, he barely had fucking anything to do with it. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm sure he didn't have any creative input, but guess what? He fucking voiced like seventy five percent of the cast, so I I very much doubt it's like the same shit where like, oh yeah, Vince is only in like this, like he's just here in a uh, official capacity, he's not really involved. Like the fuck he isn't, the fuck they aren't, dude. Like the whole, what a limp dick move to try and save face. No, like I absolutely not. But yeah, uh, the reason why I mention it is there is a, uh. Uh, Rick and Morty VR title that's basically done by the job simulator uh, developers and it's basically the unofficial spiritual successor to job simulator where like all the same kind of tasks and jobs but with a Rick and Morty spin and it's okay I, I, I still prefer job simulator that's fair uh, vacation simulator I'm still looking for that did they, looking. did they ever do Stanley Parable in VR I feel like that's a missed opportunity I don't think Stanley Parable did get a VR. That's, it, that's it, a surprise. I feel like that would have made sense. Hmm. Yeah, it's like again, it it's so weird. Just like I I don't know. I I I'm so close to getting all this shit together, and I'll you know I'll I'll go into that more. Um, but this this just makes me excited to like grab because like right now these games are all in the cheap too. I'm sure that's also mm-hmm. why you jumped on it, right? Oh yeah, like I was I was buying them for as little as eight dollars a piece. Right. Yeah. I was like borrowing my uh, my sister's husband's set to play back in like the PS4 era, and uh, it was fun. It's just like I couldn't justify the price, but like if I can get one like cheap now, why not? I'd do it in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, Fr- dude, you Fruit Ninja game. VR is only fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, like, that's the one thing I think I regret about the VR is I adopted it too early. Right. Well, and that sucks, too, because, like, you know, we're a lot of us. I know I was an early adopter working at the store. That was it went hand in hand with working there. I think now that I've been removed from it for so long that I don't necessarily buy stuff right away. And that's a good thing and a bad thing, because I'm like, I want to check this stuff out, but I just can't justify it now. Well, I'm not I'm not around it all the time. I had to redo that whole fucking thing. I had to but luckily I found mm-hmm. somebody who um I don't know, he I forget his story. It was interesting. But on Facebook Marketplace, uh somebody was selling their newer uh or no no no. 
I needed money to buy a newer version. They wanted my old version. So really? I was able yes, because apparent I don't remember what it was, but like uh they uh were only able to use the original version of the PlayStation 4 camera with their uh launch model PS4 mm-hmm. and like they couldn't get their VR to work. Uh so he had to return it and he Apparently, he also uses VR for like physical therapy. I forget which games he used, but like it was like it was more not necessarily a game, but like literally a part of his daily routine for his quality of life. So wow, like, yeah, I I so I feel like such an asshole that I don't remember the details because like the dude even drove like he he drove like an hour and forty five minutes because like I, I told him like hey man I can't drive that far and he was just like. Hey, dude, if you can knock off like twenty bucks, I'll like come it's kind of serious. I kind of need it. Yeah. Yes, and I'm like, I, all right. I, I, I guess I never thought VR as like an accessibility thing. I know Microsoft has been really like a big proponent of that, but you don't see Sony really rolling that out as much. Right. And I feel Which like is, they probably should. Yeah, like that. That just goes right back to Job and like his again. Like he swears by VR fitness. Yeah. Like that is a, absolutely a part of his daily routine. Um, but no, yeah, I was able to sell my old copy. So that I can get the revision two, which was just stealthily released after the PlayStation Four Pro, because that the previous revision would not allow for HDR pass through. So if I wanted to take advantage of the whole reason why I upgraded to a PlayStation Four Pro, I you know, and fucking Sony, not saying a single thing, just like like that's such a glaring detail. And like I I remember seeing some headlines when I went back and kind of tried to look into like the whole issue regarding it um but yeah no it was bizarre so but anyway it's there it's set up like Hmm. i can and like the newer camera is more versatile i i would say it definitely has more fidelity to it than that of the old boxy one um but yeah no this that's so funny that makes me super excited so you've mainly just played tetris effect yeah that's pretty much it how do you feel about tetris effect in vr like Okay, so I originally played Tetris Effect on PC. And when I saw the kinds of stuff that was happening in the background, I'm like, well, you know, I I bet you this would look pretty wild in VR. <laughs> like uh Snow Peak. As hell, I bet. Snow Peak, for example, you're you're basically uh making your way up this uh this mountain. Um and you know, as you uh, clear more lines, the the background changes. And you go further and further up, like you, you break through the clouds so it's no longer snowing. And then all of a sudden, the sky turns dark and it just explodes in this gigantic aurora that goes all the way around you. It's pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Could I quickly just make a, a appeal to Sega and Atlas? I would love... A Catherine VR port. Ooh, yes. If we can do that, I'm. I will probably pay the money to get VR at that point. I think that would be worthwhile for me. I, I just feel like in being in that in that headspace, in that virtual space, would be something pretty exciting. It, like the way you're describing it to me with Tetris, like I feel like that that could be the thing that wins me over. Ultimately. So again, and I can totally picture it, but it would drive me stark raving mad. <laughs> That's Only what I'm saying. Because... That, that's the whole point, though. Isn't that what that game's supposed to instill? I know, but like, <laughs> dude, just because it, it, it already goes above my head, like just the stock, like the foundation of the the block and climbing the block dynamics, like the Qbert ass game. But just now, like, 
but now you're interacting oh. with the sheep people <laughs> amongst you. <laughs> yeah, but like evolving that into a perspective to where everything's a diorama and you have full range to go all around and then look behind you and look around and see other blocks. Mm. God, no, knowing <laughs> them, they'll fuck it up and make it first person or something like that. Yeah. Man, how Which... great was that? was a great game. Right? It really I, was. Man, I, yeah. People need to give flowers to Catherine. Uh, we, you know, it's funny as I started replaying it with um, really, yes, with Val. Uh, oh, and, okay. we dropped off full of it. full body edition or yes. Uh, my wife watched me play through that game, and it was like the first time that she like watched me play through a game because she was so like just like drawn into the the theme of it. You know, like it was taking on some really like adult and, and really just like mature like related content for a game. Cause she's watched me play like Shin Megami Tensei mm-hmm. games in the past. Like she's watched me play persona three, but like C- Catherine for her was just like, so like it was couch co-op friendly, but without playing it, like yep. you could just be there and be a part of it. You know, it was, yeah. it was such and a then cool like idea. Provide yeah. input to like right. the puzzle solving, but yeah. mo- mainly like Val was just, uh, she was more engaged with like the choices that are given to you, like at yeah, the yeah, end. Right. And but the the only thing that like bothered her is just like none of these people are likable. I no I don't no. like like yeah. she was like Vincent part- is a piece of shit, and isn't Vincent right? Yeah, yeah. that's Vincent. That's yeah, like they're all kind of yeah. For but sure. even he, he, even he, like Stock Catherine and and Catherine with uh, a K. Yeah, the yeah. only one that she was really into like the moments and like that that's where she took issue and I could see it, and like that's the one thing is. Uh, with full body and Catherine mm-hmm. with a Q, these are like the only moments that I feel like, like I I was intrigued and really enjoyed like Catherine's introduction and mm-hmm. like gradual and like it's so weird like if you played the original and you just play this, like her involvement is so seamless like it it really does feel like this director's cut where you so in the original though it felt like it was very like like an afterthought right well no she wasn't even in the original. Oh, yeah. Well, she's who am just I thinking the third... of? Who am I thinking of? So they call her Rin, just to make it easier. But she's the new character that like uh, Vince stumbles upon and interacts with separately from her. Oh, really? Uh, from his... I've not yes. played full body. Okay. He, she's technically a third love interest and has a completely different layer to her. But I kind of uh, remember they had a waitress in that game that they kind of fumbled. Am I wrong? Yes. Okay. Um, I so think I, I, they, I, I, that's who I was thinking of. I don't want to spoil a lot, but I will say that there's some. I don't. There are some reparations. They're not as earned or as. Mm. They're not as clean as they could be. Okay. It's still like a. It's definitely a climb to kind of just like you know, earn that goodwill that you're trying to work towards. Right. In, in right. terms of inclusivity, um, and and I already feel like I've said too much, let alone in that. But, like, the thing that sucks about Rin's story is that Rin's story is kind of... Because, like, as you mentioned, Vince is, is a piece of shit with mm-hmm. either situation. Whether, like, he's not being straightforward with Catherine, his Catherine, or the new Catherine, the C. Uh, with Rin, it humanizes him and kind of gives him, like, this pathos of, like, trying to be a good dude. Because, like, he has, like, the opportunity to. And it's kind of, like... Rin almost feels like a character development tool more than a character in her own right. 
Got you. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's the one criticism that like we kind of levied. I'm like I can see it, but like I don't know. Like I think people kind of mistake the fact that just because you have a protagonist, protagonist doesn't necessarily mean hero. Protagonist doesn't necessarily mean a good person. Which which I'm on board with because I think some of my favorite pieces of art always have flawed characters to the point where like like Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim's a piece of shit. Yeah. But it's probably one of my favorite I haven't read the comic, but the movie's probably one of my favorite pieces of, of cinema. But also like Scott Pilgrim, piece of shit. Yes. Uh, the main character in High Fidelity, one of my favorite movies, like top five movies for me. He's a piece of shit. Oh, but God, like yeah. they're flawed. And I think that you have to like understand that going in that like this is not who you aspire to be. Please don't be this person. Please take this as a a cautionary tale. Like don't be this person. It's the Tyler you know? Durden rule. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. that people unfortunately fumble like often. Right. And, and uh, so often, and so often I think that when we watch things and we experience things, we think I want to be this person. And I think that the games and the pieces of art and media that challenge that are like, yeah, you don't want to be this person. Like, yeah, please, please don't, don't, don't do that. Like Joker, like don't, don't idolize this. Don't be like this. Yeah, romanticizing him and Harley is romanticizing. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah, I agree completely. I agree completely. But yes, Ed, I mm. would love hell. Uh, how do y'all feel about doing a limelight on of, of on Catherine? Of course. Oh yeah, I will go buy the full body edition or whatever it's called. I would, uh, buy would you recommend that on Switch? Is it responsive? I have mm. it on PlayStation Four, but I'd be curious to grab it on Switch. I'll grab it on Switch. I I can I can easily. Uh, I would do, I, I stream more so from Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to go through several more hoops for HDR, but like I would, yeah, dude, I'm down. Um, cool. We can we can definitely get a limelight scheduled for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, uh, I'm I'm just stoked that you grabbed one. Uh, and I know <laughs> I know it was done mostly for Tetris, but like I'm telling you, you have like I don't know. It it's it's just weird. It's kind of like when you see. Uh, when you, when you have an older relative grab a Kindle and you're like, oh, I like it though. I, I feel like I'm behind the it. times now. Like I need to catch up on you guys because I well, have no VR options at this point. So I need to catch up. Well, dude, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm revisiting. I'll I'll, I'll get to that, but I'm revisiting light gun shit <laughs> and like, oh, dude, jeez, wow. Um, but anyway, okay. So other than uh, VR and Valkyrie. What else have you been playing, my friend? Uh, well, I picked up a Retron 77. I was playing some Atari games uh, a couple weeks back there. I caught you doing that, and, like, ah, dude, and I caught the very end of it, because, like, um, you you didn't you, you didn't go live anymore, but you were playing this fucking game that looked like Burger Time. It was driving me nuts, and then I found out it was Pressure Cooker, but I remember you saying this is your favorite Atari game. Oh yeah, no, uh, easily my favorite Atari game um, thus far. Um, premise is super simple. Uh, you are given the task of uh, putting together burgers with criteria that you can find in a small matrix at the bottom of the screen. Uh, you are uh, able to put uh, tomatoes, lettuce, onions, and cheese onto a burger. And when the conditions are satisfied, a burger top will come out. You put that onto the burger, your burger is complete, and then you go to the bottom of the screen to put it in the appropriately colored chute. 
Uh, you can do a total of 12 burgers per round. You're penalized if you drop or otherwise can't catch the uh, uh, ingredients that are thrown out at you. Uh, and if you lose a whole burger, you're harshly penalized. If you run out of, uh, out of, um, uh, uh, we'll say ingredients or materials, cause there's a, there's a number associated with that. When that reaches zero, it's game over. Uh, you can also, they also do an interesting, um, take on extends in this one. So instead of like getting a life, you just get more materials to work with. So you can lose more burgers or more ingredients over the course of your play when you reach something like 10 or 15 or 20,000 points. Uh, dude, I will say, and like funny enough, um, because uh, I did remember in, in the last or one of the not too recent, I don't know, uh, where I told you guys I was able to get my uh, Atari 2600 uh, RGB mod repaired, so it's functioning as it should be, like new. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice yeah. heavy sixer. Uh, the one Atari game that really, really just done fucked me up, and I still play it every now and again, and I'm bummed because I'm kind of curious to see if the XP release um, will work on your Retron 77, um, is uh, AquaVenture which is gradually like it is absolutely crept into one of my top five. Um, but I was able to grab it and I've been playing a, a booty load of that on my uh, 2600 super, super fucking dig it. Um, and I, I'm just kind of curious because like if the retrons like anything like the other, like the fives and whatnot, uh, I imagine there's no flash cart compatibility and that you just are only able to like, it just dumps the ROM from the cartridge uh, for temporary play, and then you are given same sort of deal, which save states or filter options, Egg, which I exactly, yeah, yeah. What's cool though imagine. is that it's it's hot swappable, so you don't have to turn the system off to change games. Yeah, that was uh, it's kind of. I neat. believe that was like the five too. I don't, dude. Mm. I mean, I I would say as far as any clone system at the moment, that's definitely got to be the best option. Um, I can't think of any one else like analog's not gonna fucking do a twenty six hundred I mean, system. It's uh it's definitely the clearest I ever saw uh Atari twenty six hundred games being played and like the I friggin' I had a time trying to hook up a Nintendo uh, a Nintendo. Uh, an Atari twenty six hundred um fucking earlier because like I'd have to I had to find a an adapter that changed the, the friggin' uh TV to uh, to game box over to like coaxial, and then mm. the coaxial would go into the back of a VCR, and that mm. VCR would then output through freaking composite, and then that would then go to the TV. It was a pain in the ass. So this is way more convenient. I dude, at that point, just get a mod, and like it doesn't have to be RGB. Uh, like I yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it probably costs less just to buy the Retron. I'd love to see you try to capture all that. You had to hook up a dazzle. Uh, get that all situated. <laughs> hey man, I did. You, 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 can, you can see you can see the results in my uh, my Atari twenty six hundred Proto Shmups video. Okay. <laughs> I, I dude, I'd be happy to do. That's another limelight because I've got my Harmony cart. It's all fucking loaded and like it's loaded uh, with all the homebrews you can think of. Like uh, I was actually doing like a little private play with Sean. Because I figured he would appreciate uh, Zippy the Porcupine, which oh. is 
fucking Sonic the Hedgehog book for the 2600. It's it's hot garbage, but it's great. I'll bet, yeah. Uh, I did buy Princess fast rescue. I did buy fast food recently. I remember okay. that one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and like, I thought it had twin stick, and it doesn't. And it's so funny. There's this dude in the Atari age forum right now, and like, I need to hit him up because out of all the Atari systems and like legacy systems. Uh, the one that I figured he would do this print of the most, and he's like, oh, I don't have a controller to do it, uh, but I do have the files, but I can't legally use them for commercial use if I download mm. them. Um, he's been selling couplers for uh, twin stick games. Like, he's got a 2600 coupler right now for Robotron on 2600, which I forgot that that had a port uh, on Atari 2600. And, um, of course, like other games that use two controllers, like Raiders of the Lost Ark and other stuff. Um, but fucking, I always thought fast food was a uh, twin stick and it's not, it's just very much like uh moving here around. Uh, you did remind me of something though. So I'm excited to talk to you about it. How was it by the way? I I've, I've only played fast food on 7,800. Like how does it translate on 2,600? Oh, that's the only, that's the only version I know. Um, 2,600 is, it's easy enough. Uh, I, the last time I played it though was in uh, 1987, so um, I, I can't tell you. Um, it's a little too hazy for me. Uh, were, you, I had, were you a wee, wee lad back then? Oh yeah, I was only five years old. <laughs> ah, so, yeah, yeah. But I played it at my uncle's house. Um, yeah, no, the um, fast food. I, I I got it. It's it's sitting in the stack beside me. I haven't played it yet though. Not not since uh, not since 35 years ago. So I would say, and I don't know how much, I'm going to actually check eBay real quick. Um, the re-release of Aquaventure is super fucking, like, grab it. Uh, it was never commercially released, like, during the Prime. Uh, it was one of those canceled games. Um, uh, that and then the Yars um, sequel. Aquaventure is dope as fuck, though. Like, that is very much a this game holds up very well to today. Uh, just as, like, like I can totally picture somebody doing a clone of it for the playdate. Um, I would definitely recommend grabbing that. Uh, I for know $348, I'm not so sure. Jesus yeah, Christ. Not so, much. not so much. Oh, okay. I, I just looked at the same one you're looking at. Uh, that's because it's the special edition that comes with its own LED marquee on the cartridge. Those fucking things are so dumb, and I don't know how much power uh, they consume. Uh, yeah, the cartridge the cartridges have their own little plastic uh, marquee on the top that light up when you power on the system. Okay, you could buy an arcade one up probably for that price and just do it yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah, dude. At that point, like the I, I I don't even see like the stock editions available anymore. Yeah, Shit. that's what wild. Oh, that's a bummer. oh well, whatever. Hmm. Well. One day, one day when you come over, maybe you can yeah. you can you can experience the the overall luster, the fucking allure of that is Aquavent. Fuck, I might all, I might make a trip all... down uh, soonish. Actually, I'll have some capital to take a a jaunt. <gasps> Are we all going back to Cali? I, I would know, love maybe. that. I would yeah, I would host could. the shit out of you guys. I would. Oh feed you. my goodness! I'll yeah, dude. You tell me when and where. We'll make that happen. <laughs> I would feed you. We would we would do a very luxurious episode of Press Pause Video with the command center that I've now I, fucking rigged up here. I would absolutely here. love that. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
but yeah, dude, I'm excited. Uh, had, well, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll save that for my bit. I don't want to keep yeah. hijacking you and I apologize. Um, any other 2600 games that are on your radar now that you've got the 77 set up? Space Chase. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's a very, uh, it's a very interesting, well, I wouldn't say interesting. It's, it, it has more DNA, I think, than even River Raid for being a, a top-down, uh, vertically scrolling shooter. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, if you look it up, you'll see what space I mean. Like race? it actually space space chase. Space chase. Yeah, it it looks it looks the part. Huh. I figured Beam Rider, uh, but you may already have it. Um, a game that I like think of right up the top of my head is uh, Demon Attack. Got it. You already got it. Good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you had Dragonfire. Dragonfire is also like one of my. It it's so weird. It's how good that game that is, is a on fast game holy shit <laughs> it's the fastest fuck game but like there are so many other versions that were like released for like in television and ColecoVision as well none of them are as good they look better but none of them play or like have that that sweet game feel for like how fast paced the game yeah. is like on the 2600 I've, I mean, as far as I know, I've got most of the ones that I that I played as a kid. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got them all actually. Um, I think with fast food, that was like the final one that I needed because I got like Keystone capers and you know pressure cooker, obviously. Uh, even stuff that I didn't think I had, I, I just dug through my bin, and sure enough, I found stuff like Joust. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to get a boxed copy of Super Breakout. Mm. Um, mostly because the friggin' box art is spectacular. Um, all the box art is spectacular. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> but that is like that is that one in particular like, though like, iconic. It's pretty as good. iconic. There, like, like it. Uh, I can go on. Go ahead, dude. I'm sorry. I've, I actually, I actually found box copies of both Pressure Cooker and Missile Command locally for like five dollars each. Mm. Yeah, dude, it's so weird. I like that them. generation good um i grabbed you know what's funny is like i've been planning to do like this very long form feature i'm doing two of them and i can talk about it real quick and it's going to be a video feature the two big long form video features i want to do is i want to compare the nes the master system and the 7800 all the titles that release across all three and their various versions as well as the differences all three of their respective light guns even all three of their flashcard solutions. Like, I want to do a big teardown on that. Um, but I also wanted to do a comparison of the 2600 to the Intellivision. And it's so weird. Like, there, I, I had no idea just how much of its library was really shared. Uh, like, I, I picked up Stampede on the Intellivision and had no fucking idea that it even got a port. Uh, and I'm just going back. Pitfall got a port. Uh, so many. And the only thing that sucks, because, like, my RGB uh, modded in television, just fucking clean. Just a magnificent, beautiful machine. Uh, it's got dog shit for uh, flashcard solutions. Like, absolute dog shit. There is this, uh, the only, the leading solution was only done in, like, two different releases, like, two waves. Uh, and now resells for over $700. Jesus. Yeah, dude. And it's not even an SD card solution. You have to flash it every time with your USB cable. What? It's not even that. Yeah, dude, it's not even that good. It, it doesn't like ah. It's but 
it does have all the uh, components that uh, were introduced uh, post its lifespan for uh, added memory chips and mappers for bank switching for all of the even the most advanced homebrew games that like now wouldn't be able to play without like you know using the legitimate cartridge so it can emulate all of that apparently fairly well but like dude i'm sorry like there's nothing that's going to convince me to like spend that much for fucking playing in television games like yeah. i could buy i could possibly buy the entire library like loose <laughs> less than that <laughs> so um yeah dude uh, i i would love to put together a feature of like here are some Atari, Coleco, and Intellivision games that are still fucking fun to play today. Like these aged really well. Oh yeah, there's all kinds. I think it's good for people like myself who probably don't have that reverence and or knowledge. It would be nice, like introductory, like At- like what's some stuff you can play now that you would still like be like good to play and mm-hmm. and, ha- and have fun with, you know? Because I, I think that you know people that aren't in the know feel kind of lost in, in, in like the retro game space. So I, I, I think as an introductory course, like here's like a, you know, like, I don't know, like a very much a like introductory or like starter kit. What if I told you that something like that exists right now that you can get right now cheap, I, conveniently? Okay. And it is Atari 50. Okay, what's that? Atari 50 is the newest compilation. It's actually one of the games that I've been playing. Because I've seen the greatest hits like on like Switch and Xbox and that kind of stuff, but that's not what we're talking about, right? No. So okay. Atari 50 is basically, it, it's a very lovely curated compilation uh, that was um, uh, essentially done, God, and the name is just... It, it's on the tip of my tongue now. Uh, mm-hmm. They've all recently, like, they just did uh, Cowabunga Collection, too. Um, mm-hmm. Digital Eclipse. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, like, the emulation, the uh, just the overall archival effort of, like, oh, the documentaries, okay. the interview. But here's the thing. It collects uh, select releases for 2600 5200, 7800, and Atari Jaguar, and Atari Lynx. Mm. Um, and not only now, that. Is Digital Eclipse, that's not a Cephaldi joint anymore, is it? Yeah, it's a Cephaldi joint. Uh, well, no, is it? I, I know he's still involved, but there's also, okay. uh, it's mostly Kohler. Oh. Kohler, yes. Okay. All right. And uh, 50 doesn't necessarily indicate how many games are there. There's actually 103 games. Oh. Yeah, dude, it's a lot. And then, like, here, and then what's funny, too, so I was planning to do a big feature, and, and this is this is really going to get your goat. It's fucking wild, but, like, it kind of just shows me just where Atari's priorities are. Because mm. the VCS version has uh, one exclusive to 104. It has Circus Atari, um, as well as full immersive compatibility with the wireless joystick, which, uh, as you know, there are a lot of rotary options. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is technically the definitive version. Fucking downloading this game. This is the largest game available from the VCS. So 
at launch, hardly anybody could install it. Uh, what? Because, yeah, oh. no, dude, it broke the VCS store. Uh, and then what had happened is that you had to use a... I, you, you weren't able to use a 5.0 Wi-Fi. You had to use a completely different band because it would only be able to download uh, up to 80%. And then afterwards, the entire like operation would fall apart. You needed to have at least 13 gigs available on your VCS, regardless of whether you use an external solution or the internal solution. Uh, once installed and it un and uncompresses, then it would only actually take up eight gigs. But that's still like the largest. But dude, it caused such a shitstorm, and people were already pissed because this just came out last month uh, for the VCS. But it's actually been available for a good couple months. So like, your the the your platform, your one your single console on the market. You are Atari. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh uh, no. But I, I will still recommend it. There's actually 3D printed peripherals that like people have made to simulate the rotary control that you can snap onto your controller. I haven't really fucked with it, but Kohler sweared by it. Um, as far as the emulation, like granted, there like I, I would say if you're wanting to get like the most out of that generation, like the VCS on top of Atari 50, which seems a little redundant. Because they also have the vault releases, which like have even more. Uh, between that and a wireless joystick, chef's kiss. It's it's incredible. Like I will say, um, playing as opposed to like someone jerry rigging and doing like a homebrew release of like the abandoned uh, rotary control functions mm. uh, for a, a Tempest two thousand for the Jaguar, and then. Uh, seeing digital clips, apply it and use it with ease with the wireless joystick. It, it's great. And plus, um, they also introduced uh, completely brand new games. Like there's a new uh, Neo remakes of uh, Haunted House uh, Breakout. Neo Breakout, I, I, I swear to you, Ed, like if you're a fan of that, you will like absolutely like they're they're a completely different league from that of the the recharge games that we've been getting. Nice. Uh, so I absolutely like hard recommend Atari 50. Also, uh, the Jeff Minter uh, unreleased arcade title Aka Arah or Aka Arh, uh, that's on there. Um, oh, another thing, the Micro Center, which I have on order and I need to pick up, uh, Master Arcade Pad, which also comes with its own trackball, uh, is compatible. And Mac there's Micro Center. You guys have Micro Centers over that way. Yeah, we do. There's ah. one in Southern California. Atari ah. has an exclusive deal with them for their fucking fight stick I arcade did, pad. I did not know this. Okay, well, it comes with a trackball and it works really well with the VCS. I need to grab it because of uh, fucking Centipede and Crystal Castles. I might need to pop down to my my one down this way. Okay. 
Yeah, dude. Uh, I definitely recommend out. it. Okay. Um, Jesus Christ, I don't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> well, a tangent there for Target or uh, Atari. Yeah, this stuff, is a, this is, yeah. We really went into Atari, like for, yeah. I like it though. <laughs> well, but some, someone like me who is like, I I have no recollection of that stuff at all. Like it's kind of beyond me, you know. Like, some of my uh, my earliest memories are Atari. No, no. I mean, honestly, NES was the first thing I ever started two, on. Two so two years I, old, I, yeah. I have no Atari reference, really, to speak of at all. So it's nice to kind of get this, you know, through both of you, you know, to kind of get this knowledge because I have no clue. <laughs> I have uh, no reference point. I It's good, dude. Like, okay, um, they included Millipede. The Atari 5200 version is incredible, and it never came out. It was one of those, like, because of the commercial failure of the 5200, just finished and never released. They mm. put it in the compilation. It's fucking dope. Uh I think what I'm really excited for are like all the other Atari games uh, that people don't talk about, like 7800 and up. Uh, 7800, and I'll be like, I would love to dive in and kind of talk about that if is if that's all right. Yeah, go for yeah. it. So, um, the 7800 games that are included. Uh, one of the best ones, Ninja Golf, is absolutely incredible, and it's in Atari 50. You. It, it's not really golf per se. Like it, it's in in <laughs> the smallest amount of terms. It's literally whacking a ball, and like you're not even having to worry about like the basic of, of golf foundations or mechanics of like you know navigating a course. You just yeah. fucking whack the ball, and then you're running to get to the ball while also fighting ninjas on the way. It is. Cool. It's it's excellent. <laughs> it's fucking nice. amazing. That's um, good. It's included in Atari 50. Uh, Dark Chambers, which I believe to be an incredible take on Gauntlet, but done really, really fucking well. Mm, okay. uh, also available, included. Uh, Scrapyard Dog is just fucking weird. Um, and what's funny is I never played it for 7800 until recently, and I'll get why I'm mentioning the 7800. Um, uh, it, it, it's normally a Lynx title, but I think it was one of those crossover releases. Uh, and it's just a bizarre platformer uh basket brawl fucking before mutant uh hockey league or football league or our blitz our our rivals even yeah well i don't know i don't mm. i'm not familiar with our rivals can you beat the shit out of other players like it was a basketball game where you like punched and like, yeah did that okay kind of stuff. so yeah it's yeah. their take on that um okay. but i i think very smooth um I do think that Scrapyard Dog getting uh, double release on the Lynx and the 7800 in the collection, uh, as well as Basketball, is a little overkill. Uh, also really weird that Blue Lightning wasn't included. Um, but the there there's a there's a few dude, Trevor McFur. You get you guys get to finally fucking experience the insanity that is Trevor McFur, the premier shoot 'em up for the Jaguar. Was that not an FMV? No. Oh, that is a what am I, mad is, dog. I'm thinking a mad dog. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, fight for life. The the game that was developed to be the direct competitor to Virtual Fighter. That's actually oh. not that fucking bad, but it's also really okay. bad. Uh, Atari carts, uh, which is insanely expensive, um, but hmm. uh, also really weird. Like, dude, I I cannot stress enough. Grab Atari Fifty. It sounds wild. Yeah, it sounds like it's. Kind of like a bunch of random like shit you would never ever get a chance to play otherwise. So, 
Uh, I got the UAV mod mm-hmm. uh, repair, and I finally got my like Atari 7800 100% up and running. Um, I then grabbed a concerto flashcard. So I was able to load up almost everything. Uh, the only thing the flashcard can't run is Ricky and Vicky, which we've already talked about at length. Um, now, I, I will say that uh, the same people behind the Jaguar game drive, uh, and when I say people, I should honestly say uh, one individual um, who, like, man, Retro HQ uh, is his uh, developer moniker. Um, he just put the finishing touches to the 7800 game drive, which will hopefully be the much more readily available uh, option for um, 7800. Uh, it is, like by and large, a giant leap in terms of the emulation tech as opposed to the concerto. Which the concerto I feel like is a, was a quick and dirty effort by Fred Quimby, the dude who did uh, the Harmony flashcart. Which you know the Harmony flashcart is still really awesome, but with all the weird innards, especially the pokey chips that determine the sound. Uh, like some games, I can actually get to play uh, on my seven eight hundred, but it won't have sound just because it doesn't have the pokey chips. There was a like a very limited run of uh, concerto flashcards that did have the poke chips, but they're insanely expensive, even at retail. And, like, those versions of that cart uh, sell for big money. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the neatest things about this, uh, the 7800 game drive that's going to come out, and I'll have more to talk about it because I'm trying to coordinate, like, review uh, with Retro HQ because I've been meaning to do so just because I also have his Lynx cart uh, and the Jag cart, which is that's a, still a thing in the making. Um, the 7800 doesn't have a natural RGB modification for it. The best you can do is S-Video. Uh, so he found a way to implement uh, RGB out of the cart. When you have it plugged into the system, it has its own DIN connector and will work with any uh, Genesis uh, 9 mini DIN. So you can get RGB quality video correctly out of the cart Hmm. um and i'm excited for that uh got to fuck around with a lot of games that like both on a homebrew scale and like just a commercial like uh as i mentioned fucking ninja golf ninja golf is wild like i absolutely yeah dude uh mutant mansion or no i'm sorry mutant i forget the fuck mutant madness it (laughs) it's big claim to fame is that it stars Grandpa from the Munsters. And it oh. has hardly anything to do with the fucking Munsters. It's actually a really weird... It, it is the closest thing to a Zelda for the fucking 7800. Holy shit, okay. Um, uh, Midnight Mutants, that's what I was looking for. Hmm. Um, it, But basically, uh, what you would do is you explore this town and these haunted houses. Uh, it's all isometric. It's very much like what if like Zelda was insanely European in terms of item management as well as gameplay, which uh, will either turn almost all of you off or like intrigue like the weird bit of you like myself. Um, and then finally, there's uh, like a lot of fuck, dude, a ton of different homebrew stuff. But oh, and the Atari XL system as well as the 800 computers. 
that also got their own light gun compatible with the 7800. Uh, so uh, I got to play Alien Brigade and uh, Barnyard Blaster, uh, which are insane light gun games that are just like, it's so wild to me. They're completely lost to time. Um, but the homebrew scene, one particular game that's really, really kind of captured me is Baby Pac-Man. Uh, are you guys familiar with Baby Pac-Man? No. And this is homebrew? Yes. but I'll, And okay. I'll explain why. Okay. Um. Ed, have you played uh, Baby Pac-Man Cabinet? He, nope, he is not. I have a Miss Pac-Man. I have a <laughs> One-Up machine. No, I Baby, no, Baby Pac-Man has not ever been a release, correct? No. Okay, so okay. I'll, I'll explain Baby Pac-Man. And like once yeah. I start describing it, you'll be like, oh, fuck. And you'll just get like Mandela'd. Um, so Baby Pac-Man is an insanely experimental hybrid game from Midway where it's half Pac-Man game, half pinball. So okay. it is a arcade pinball table hybrid. On the screen, you it's just a basic setup for Pac-Man, uh, where you play as Baby Pac. Um, but in addition to the uh, four tunnels, to the two on the left and the two on the right, there are two tunnels on the bottom. When you go into those bottom tunnels, you then go into the pinball mode of the game and with the pinball mode you're you're playing just a legit pinball table and the reason why you need to go into that is that's the only way to spawn and generate the pack pellets that will allow you to eat the ghosts they're not on the map already Hmm. so you need to do that as well as build up score that's also how you generate uh the fruit multipliers they won't even spawn without you going into that um, so once you do fall through the drain, however, it just teleports you right back to the Pac-Man action. So it's not only a great way to avoid, um, you know, the aggressive ghosts, uh, but it is, uh, the only way that you can kind of set up the course so that way you can survive it. Because out of all the Pac-Man games, this shit is the most aggressive. I was going to say, it seems like the pinball stuff is a prerequisite for doing any kind of like successful run of the Pac-Man game itself. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So the reason why it's a homebrew, as you can imagine, this has never gotten a commercial release because of the logistics of it. Uh, Somebody programmed an entire uh, video pinball aspect to it. Oh, cool. And it fucking works really well. Like, in, in like stupidly well to the point where I'm just like, why? Why didn't like? Why I mean, again, the thing, yeah. It, and I can imagine why because Namco retained all the console rights. Midway, uh, on the other hand, retains all of pinball. the arcade rights. Or okay, wait. Well, so who has pinball rights, or is it even a pinball right thing? Well, Midway owns Williams, and if you remember, yeah, Will- yeah. yeah, pinball, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, and that's the thing. It's not technically it it's both it's a hybrid it's pinball but not pinball right yeah so yeah. um it is still like one of the weirdly sought after arcade cabs but I, also... I feel like i feel like just like a namco pinball fx collab dude that'd be dope but like yeah like do it it, it but, but that's the thing like the pinball table aspect of it is really simple like you're mainly... right it's not that's not the feature of the game it's just a yeah, I, I get it, but that's a cool concept for sure. It is like, a neat concept. Ha- have they not? Have they not done a pinball Pac-Man? That's the closest thing. Oh, really? 
which wow. is like I don't think they've done anything like new age aside from that. And again, that's that is not a Namco. Like I don't know. I basically I I did get it's, into all the not, weird not a pachinko machine. So yeah. <laughs> all right. Wait, wait. Who does that? Who does pachinko? Konami. Konami. Never mind. Okay, wrong wrong place. I got into all the stupid, uh, weird Pac-Man games. Like uh, my favorite mm-hmm. stupid weird Pac-Man game, Super Pac-Man. It is like I don't know why it's reviled. It it is very fun little twist. It it definitely changes up. I enjoy it. Um, but I also got into Pac-Man Pal, um, mm-hmm. and Baby Pac-Man, and I've I've just been fucking around with that. Yeah, um, Baby Pac-Man sounds dope. I dude, and like it sucks. It's the only homebrew release of it. Uh, was done by Atari Age uh, folks who, like, they released some gold. That's the other thing. That's what makes having these legacy systems. There are so many new experiences. Like, I cannot, uh, again, I, I've gone on it before. But, yeah, definitely. Uh, Baby Pac-Man is also still available. You have a 7800 kicking around, grab it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got my Master System and my Genesis repaired. Like, I've talked about that, but both of them. Uh, and I finally got a Master Everdrive. Uh, as well as a light phaser, uh, which I got it just in time because Jeremy Parrish doing his uh, work series. He's doing Say Gaiden. Uh, so I get to just play along with him covering the Master System. And uh, man, there's some fucking bangers on the Master System that do not get their flowers. Um, uh, but the light phaser, uh, that is probably the best 8 bit gun. Like, that is. So this is where you've been going into the light gun stuff. Yes. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Well, right, because I also have been messing around with the uh, Atari XL gun. Uh, which Didn't know Atari I'm... had a gun. Yes. So for the 7800, technically, uh, mostly in Europe, but it's compatible. Like it. Okay. So there are light gun games that were commercially released in North America, but they do the crosshair thing with the control stick. However, they never removed the uh, light gun compatibility. So you could use the... Uh, the light gun that was made for the computer in North America, uh, the computer versions, as well as the, again, computer console hybrid, the XLE, uh, and it'll work for those. And, like, uh, I believe there's one that I have yet to check out, like the, I don't know if it's Bug Smasher, um, but it was that. It was uh, fucking Alien Brigade. Alien Brigade's a trip. That's basically, like, Atari doing Operation Wolf, but, like, fucking just balls to the wall way more graphic and insane like it, it's definitely like 90s fever dream before like 90s was even a thing which it makes it so weirdly like so forward thinking yeah predicting the future uh as far as the, the gross out aesthetics and whatnot um mm-hmm. oh christ where was i uh no yeah master system so i got to i've been just kind of diving into those uh all the disney stuff that like mm-hmm. i never really like I keep forgetting, and and that's again, that's kind of what generated like this desire to do like those uh, long form video features for Press Pause Radio. Um, I will talk about two more games that I've been playing a lot of. I've been playing a lot of other stuff, but I figured mm-hmm. I just did a review for a Trophy. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, that is, and I want to. I was really bummed, okay. um, just because it is a homebrew game. For the NES, like it is a legit NES game. Uh, it it just got a digital release where it's literally just it's the same uh, story as Ricky and Vicky, where it's running on an NES emulator, uh, pro- like a proprietary emulator, just like no frills, 
but in that that means like no usual quality of life enhancements like uh safe states or rewinds or anything you're just playing an any ass ass game uh on your switch or xbox uh same thing uh 8-bit legit uh supplied me with trophy and uh sean with nescape which his review uh, yep. also published saw that mm-hmm. um both homebrew titles like you could i i mean they're not actively sold now they were sold a couple years ago in cart form and everything um it is beyond the novelty of just being a new game for the nes uh it is so inferior to its contemporaries like it it, it, technically on a technical level as far as the presentation fucking gorgeous beautiful uses every mapper chip on the nes to like really capture like levels of parallax detail and like frames Mm -hmm. of animation uh, that like really make it stand up there with late generation NES releases, um, but gameplay wise, uh, just poop from a butt. Like fucking. I guess like from both of these games that that you and Sean both reviewed, I kind of got like a retro game challenge like feel of like it's an homage to a game, but not really like at the caliber yeah. of that game. Yes, but you know blown I mean? out like, into experiences that are far longer, too big, longer yes. experiences. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it it was just it was not that great. Like I felt bad. Uh, fucking, I don't. I I love the concept and the idea of it. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't exactly a fan of how it went out. Um, Do you think that maybe because they take these swings at like a uh, tried and true retro experience? Like, I, I guess what's the benefit of people trying to tackle this kind of stuff now? I mean. I would say, like, much in, like, where they're in Ed's wheelhouse, where, like, they prefer the classics, that this is something familiar and something that they can play, but also done, uh, like, hearkening back to some of those conventions and dynamics that you don't see. Which is fine to do an homage to that, but you have to be at that caliber to, I think, take that on. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that game is, like, developed, like, is if the rental market is still a thing. Like, it's got cheap enemy placement. I I love that because the game I will talk about is very much that exact same game, but just a further along generation. But maybe that's where we're going now. We're hearkening back to that experience of, like, well, it's a budget game, so you don't have to really say, you know, oh, it's okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um. Uh, lastly, uh, Forspoken. I've been playing a fuckload of Forspoken. I, I'm getting a played, together. I played the demo quite a bit, and I think you and I talked briefly about the demo experience. And then I I literally went to go start the... I got a copy of it from the library, mm-hmm. and I didn't get very far, and then uh, I had to take it back. So I've not gotten too far in it, but I've I've gotten the people kind of shitting on the voice acting, which there's a lot worse things you could have in a game than like voice acting. I thought it was fine. It's I thought fine. it was it was campy. It was if anything, at least it was like there were some funny bits, you know, there's some funny moments. Yes. Some some comedic pauses. Like I felt like at least it was like you know, like it was trying to like be a little like tongue in cheek, you know, with a lot of its presentation. So but the gameplay, like the demo even I played of it was the traversing was kinda hard to get used to at first, but once you got the hang of it, it was actually pretty fucking fun. Yes. Like, I really enjoyed the traversal of that. The combat was kind of okay. You get the the wheel kind of figured out of how to change up your combat. All that stuff is very, like, at it's first kind of hard to figure expensive. out. Like, but I, once I, you I, figure it out, once you get used to it, it's actually not... It's it's pretty fun, actually. Yeah, dude, it's super fun. Yeah. I will, I will yeah. say that, like, some of the advanced 
uh maneuvers and skills that you learn are mm-hmm. a little fucking ridiculous like there's this <laughs> one maneuver where you have to hold uh so your as you mentioned the ability wheels between like a support skill versus a combat skill mm-hmm. uh they're managed and navigated by the L1 and R1 buttons right. uh but there is a skill like that requires you to hold both L1 and R1 and then hit circle and at the same time uh and it it allows you to escape but even like it's not as snappy as it should be and like no. it still slows everything down because you're bringing up yeah. the wheel so well, like a wheel wheel and then analog to where you need to be also is not like super intuitive no for me at least like it felt like i was kind of like having to remember what i was doing before i actually could like go into a defensive or offensive attack yeah it I, I do like to be honest, like I at first, like I would say my, my biggest gripe with it uh-huh. is an incredibly slow start. And Oh yes, yeah. Like I, I get the fuck out of the city already, man. Yeah, I don't give dude, a shit about this. <laughs> I, there was that and then like it's not necessarily the dialogue, like the writing of it. Uh-huh. Great. It's the delivery. It's the execution. Like there are times <sighs> where like they the main character Frey and Cuff. Yes, yeah. Yes, they they have their times where some exchanges are nice, mm-hmm. but then like like other times where it, like it's just it's so dry or it's just so like that. Like you you did that in one take. I know you did that in one take. Right. Right. Um, And like they're just so inappropriately like done, like they're, they're just done. Like I, I don't know if it's just done on this odometer of like, you know, if there's some context that has any slight resemblance or bearing to what you're doing that it's just done like to where like there are these inappropriate conversations like it like she talks and reacts to so much that unless you stop like you stop what you're doing mm-hmm. if you dynamically engage or do anything else it'll literally interrupt like the the fucking dialogue exchange with a completely new dialogue exchange and just like it's just, just so jarring um right it like like it sometimes it's too fucking talky uh also the characters have yet to be likable <laughs> like Frey is relatable but she's kind of like I, I she's so hot and cold like i don't know whether she's coming and going like oh i'm in this weird isekai and like this is fucking weird and like i'm shooting bolts of magic and then like i want to go home i'm like but mm-hmm. dude didn't you just say life sucked and you hate it why, like, why you, do you want to yeah and you're like you're here now, and you're empowered, and you can do all this stuff. So yeah, why don't you want to be here doing all this? Yeah, yeah. It's, she's, she's so she doesn't know whether she's coming or going. So like yeah, it really like wishy washy. And then like they, and then the question of morality with like the big bads being these like once benevolent leaders, the Tantas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. And then plus that the the fucking cuff like is so unbearable. Like I get that it's supposed to have, like it has no element of humanity in it so like it's supposed to be tactless and like say really bougie or very dry shit but like he can i don't know that like you would think that there is like chemistry i'm like 20 hours into the game there's still Still, no chemistry between surprise i I figured it was like they're like they're like they hate each other at first then they start to like each other no i figured there'd be that dynamic at least eventually okay no they're still very much like He's they, just pissed that he's like jewelry still. Yeah. 
yeah. and she like there and like it's again it's that whole it, it the context of it has no pacing to where there are times where like you do see some development like when you go into new areas and then mm. Frey kind of goes into her past a little bit and then like mm. he's actually not a dick and right. then like he immediately just goes back to being a dick right. like like it, i feel like the development team which is like final fantasy 15 they very much like just paid attention to uncharted like this game is, is trying to get like the witty banter of uncharted mm-hmm. and kind of nail that down without really understanding like the note of it without understanding that like there is pacing and that like Nathan and any of his exchanges with any of his like, like comrades on screen, like it's, it's paced in such a way to where it, it comes off organic and it comes mm-hmm. off here. It's just, it it's fucking like, like just as obnoxious almost as high on life, which is another game that I, didn't even, I also played briefly and didn't even feel like talking about just because of the, the, the various news that came out that we already addressed. Right. And, but even then that game was like obnoxious, like there, there's just a flow, but gameplay wise, uh, fun. The combat's great. Um, it is very much a, a familiar, like, you know, people kind of shat on Ghost of Tsushima for feeling like too trite as an open world game. This this is a by the numbers ass open world game. Just the big gimmick of it is it's fucking huge. The world is too big, like mm-hmm. way too big, like bigger than I I would arguably say bigger than Elden Ring. Uh, but n- while but just the size as far and as the... and, and you're twenty hours in, how much do you think you have game wise? Like, are you? I'm just getting lost in all of the little tasks, like, because you can okay. level up your spells. Like, I have, because the big gimmick, too, is as you progress, you learn completely new skill trees. So, like, right. I just finished, like, different I, elements and stuff like that, I would assume, too, right? Because, like, you right. start with, like, rock, and then you kind of move on to different elements. I and there's assume. a rock, paper, scissors formula. So, you'll encounter right. enemies that are uh, resistant to one magic, but, like, are more gotcha. vulnerable than it. So, like, that. that's what's keeping me coming. Yeah. But, like, Dude. There's enough of a drip of like, oh, new stuff to try to like mess with. I mean, the, the combat and the traversing is fun. Like, I, I think that, you know, playing it just for like the merits of the mechanics alone would be probably worthwhile. Yeah. But like the world building and like just even discovering mm-hmm. or doing cool shit in the world, mm-hmm. I, it's, I don't know, dude. It, it isn't as thought out. Like, just as like I talked about with the whole like character development and, and the dialogue. Right. Um, Again, I mean, not, I, I I did get a cat cape from Twitch Prime, so you know that might make me want to play a little bit more. Just because I got a sweet cat cape now, I can wear. I mean, the the the, the cape like that that system, like uh, and it's like what I think it's like your your fingernails give you different properties. Yes. Like so, you have you have a very cape, very very dress fear esque kind of you know yeah like like that that's kind of interesting to me. It is it is, but like as far as like how much of a, an effect that it has it's still like so it's so minuscule almost mm-hmm. like um i'm more or less for the modifiers um like the the stat boosting aspects of it mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you more or less see from leveling up the spells by doing the spellcraft challenges um I, i'm still playing it i'm still having fun but right. it is very much like it has its hooks in me for like the gameplay loop of yes. like the combat and the traversal as far as like right the world and the sense of discovery, not not so much very likable as of yet. It's still the superior magic game to play uh, well, at this moment. Yes, yeah, all things considered, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, no, I, I've been having fun with that. And that's basically, I grabbed uh hi-fi rush. Uh, it's installed. Uh, Game I pass, have not. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, haven't really gotten the chance to really like sink my hooks into that. I, however, really, and, and I'm sure that's going to be the big uh, point of your talk. I really want you to talk about wanted dead. Cause this, okay. this game is, uh, between your review and then people talking about it. It's really caught my attention. It's like the I'm, new bullet witch. I'm really excited because I they're showing some preview stuff of that early last uh late last year, I would say. Like I didn't catch out the there's some Tokyo game show stuff for it, I think when it first got announced. And I didn't catch any of that, but like we started getting some some preview stuff kind of sent our way and I was like, This this looks like something I would play. Like and, and like as soon as I started the review I said this harkens back to these like Xbox three sixty $40 games. Like I used to play Stranglehold. Uh, you said Bullet Witch. I remember that one, you know, like for me, like immediately like was like Stranglehold. Uh, I got wet. Shadows of the Damned vibes, wet. Uh, someone even, I was reading some reviews after the fact, someone was throwing out like how like Vanquish was like the, like the ultimate version of this game. Like Vanquish like perfected it, you know, like all these games came out before and Vanquish kind of perfected it. And I was like, yes, like, these this era of games i can't really pinpoint exactly what this is but it was this like 40 dollar xbox 360 ps3 title that i remember being on the shelves of the game store that i worked at and like it just it harkened back to that like i immediately got that vibe and i was like this is the kind of game i would play i did not realize however going into it that it would be as challenging of a game as it is and i think that the difficulty for me was like if I would play this game back then, 360 PS3 era, I would have dropped it. I would said, no, this is too hard. I'm not fucking with this game anymore. But I'm very excited that I got to play through it and actually accomplished it. Like that was like a really a big sense of accomplishment for me was playing through it and actually like beating it. Because then after the review posts and I start seeing some people start to get into it, uh, I just watched the stream. Maximilian was playing it the other night. Mm-hmm. And to see them be like, oh, this game kind of like the difficulty kind of like spikes here and there. That's weird. I was like, yes, like to get that like sense of acknowledgement. Like I, this is what I experienced. This is what I was going through. Like, I'm glad I'm not the only one, but I don't know something about, like you said, the discourse right now with this game is is very exciting because there's people that think like, Oh, this is garbage. I would never play this. And then there's people like myself who remember this era and we're like, yeah, but we kind of like the jankiness. I can't describe why or how we just like these kinds of games. And and it, I don't know if they're doing it intentionally, or if it's just so bad that it just kind of like that's their out is like well we're we're just playing we're trying to make a game like it was back on the PS two three three sixty era, and I'm like maybe maybe this is all intentional but it's all bad for the most part like the difficulty spikes the voice acting's terrible it's glitchy, uh I think the last time we got something like this was uh, Devil's Third, which I think is done by the same people, right? It, I that's what I've heard. Yes, that's what I've heard, and I've not played that one personally. Um, but yeah, I'm like, is this like intentional? And I I just rolled with. It. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with it that this is part of the bit that they're fully committed to the bit of like the voice acting's bad, the difficulty spikes are bad. You know, it's glitchy. It's kind of all over the place. There's no story. And I'm like, hey, I'll roll with it. I'm gonna go. I'm going to give you benefit of the doubt and say this is what you intended. And I'm going to go into it with that mindset. And I actually quite enjoyed it. And even though it was hard and brutal and I got so frustrated in the like later parts of the game about how bad the checkpoint system was, I 
I playing it, I still ultimately enjoyed getting through it and really like playing it and, and picking it apart just to find out. And this is hilarious. I read reviews the day of, um, just to see if I'm kind of on the same pace as everyone else, which I don't normally do, but I was really curious cause this is such a polarizing game. I wanted to see if everyone else thought the same thing or just like, I was completely out of like left field. And for the most part, I got a lot of reviews. People at Destructoid, people at Polygon were saying like, hey, you know, like, it's so bad it's good kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I'm glad I'm kind of on the same pace there. Come to find out there's an easy mode that you can unlock. Oh, you have to unlock it? (laughs) All it is, it's the Konami code. You just do the Konami code at the beginning. You unlock easy mode. It's called, like, Neko-chan mode or something like that. And you wear cat ears. Nice. Like, throughout the whole game. Yeah, it's, 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 I was like, okay. Everything about that game is a bit is the way I think of it as like everything is intentional and it's made to be kind of bad. So if you go into it, with that mindset, it's actually a pretty cool experience, but I could understand wholeheartedly if you didn't know that or didn't care to know that going into it, you're going to think this game is shit. Dude. I, I think there's absolutely still a place for B movies and B absolutely movie games. That, that's my wheelhouse, man. Like you gave me some of those B games. Like I remember like back in the day, us talking about how great Ninja blade was. Ninja Blade's still fucking great, dude. Uh, but, 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 but I'm saying, like, like people like don't have that reference for those kinds of games. But I think if you're in that mindset, and, and that's what you're kind of looking for, is like some jank. It's dude, this this game had in spades, and it was so all over the place. There's like weird mini games that may think it was like Yakuza, but there were bad mini games, and the story's all over the place, and the voice acting's terrible. Uh, oh my god, yeah, that game, man, that was something else. It was a trip. But it's like an experience nonetheless. Like you play through it and you're like, what the fuck is this game? And that's all I said like half the time I was playing it. But if that was intentional, if that was their like actual sole purpose, they 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 nailed it. Uh but I don't know. I, I think that if if you're from that era like myself, where three sixty and PS3 was like your primary like bread and butter, I mean, go in there knowing that you're gonna get killed a lot and it's gonna get pretty frustrating. Um I, I feel like now I feel like now I've played this, I'm gonna play all the fucking Souls games. I'm ready. I can play every Souls game now and be untouchable dude after no, playing this shit this, wholeheartedly. All this makes me think about is like, okay, now I wanna play Devil's Third. Now I wanna play Quantum I, Theory. You guys oh, remember Quantum yeah. Theory? <laughs> what's the fucking uh what's the RPG that kind of is like that? Oh dude, by, by, the, by, the, binary binary I'll, domain. Yeah, no, yeah, I was about to say binary domain. Binary domain. I, that that yeah, was on the yeah, tip yeah. of my tongue. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were going to say alpha protocol for a second. Ooh, alpha protocol is good, though. Oh, it is. It's still got jank. It got a lot well, of jank. It, it, yeah, very much so. But that's, I mean, that's what we had to deal with, though. Like, we mm. weren't in the era quite yet where that stuff could just get fixed like nothing. Like, you just kind of dealt with the jank. And mm. I don't know, some, some about is very endearing to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, Devil's Third, I should probably pick up now that I know that was their previous pedigree uh i would probably do that you will have to pick it up digitally uh and you will have until the end of march to do so uh, wait what now it's not going to be accessible after that uh yeah i believe the wii u shop is going to get taken down it's a wii u game it's a wii u game ah, and it had why. such okay. a small physical print that like the physical copies are fucking dumb expensive do do you have it uh 
Like on Wii U? Uh, no, I was asking Ed. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, so I don't even have a Wii U anymore, so that'd be, <laughs> that'd be tough for me to get a hold of. You know what's funny is uh, there are new batteries uh, for the gamepad because, like, my gamepad could barely hold a charge for, like, mm-hmm. 30 minutes now. Uh, the batteries are fucking gigantic. Instead of, like, this one little cat, like, the the old, like the stock batteries barely take, like, any space. And then this new battery that they've released, this new age, mm-hmm. uh, like, takes the entire cavity. But yeah, aside from Wanted Dead, my guy, uh, yeah. anything else have you played? Yeah. Been... So, like, I finally got into playing the God of War, the PS4 and now PS5 games. Uh, those games are awesome. I don't know why I waited so long to play it. Like, God of War 2018, uh, played through that and, and really enjoyed it. Like, I had a lot of fun playing that game. I get why that game got such high praise. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just never played through it. Like, I think I messed with it, like, the very beginning stages of that game back when it first came out and then never touched it. I, I and then got, I was like, yeah, I got through a quarter of it and then like I put huh. it on too hard and then like, now I'm just going to start yeah. it over it, the hard. No. And, and for me now playing it for funsies, like I play it for the story. So like, I don't mess with the like harder difficulties and, and it gives you so much accessibility, which kudos to, you know, Santa Monica. Like they do have a lot of accessibility features in their games. I know they've been kind of praised for that here recently, but like seeing it like firsthand, like they have a lot of accessibility options, like for difficulty, for playing. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there, so I was like, I was like, you know, that's awesome that they offer that. Um, but I played it mostly for the story, and, and I played through the first one. I want to say I probably did that most of January, maybe right after the holidays, in anticipation because I wanted to play Ragnarok and I hadn't gotten to it yet. So I was like, I'm gonna play the first one. I'm gonna knock this out and get into Ragnarok, and uh, really enjoyed it. I'm playing Ragnarok now, and uh, same thing, man. Like, the combat's awesome. I get why we stopped doing the bow and arrow as, like, a gameplay mechanic, and now we're just throwing axes because throwing axe feels fucking awesome mm-hmm. and, and super intuitive, and, and it's awesome. Like, it's chaining co- combos and doing shit midair with the axe and Atreus, like, is super fun. Um, but no, I'm I'm having a really good time, and it makes me, like, if I get through the God of War games, I'm going to move on to the Horizon games because that's another game I just like started playing, bounced off of pretty quickly, and I was like, I need to get back and start playing these again. Like, I, I don't know why I like missed out on these. You know, wow. These are like awesome games. Hard agree. Like, I, I yeah. think what it is is like I got into the first 10 hours of Horizon, and okay. then as soon as you leave the enclosed area, like it's the equivalent of Breath yeah. of the Wild when you actually open up the open world. I got mm-hmm. so overwhelmed um, with the stuff that you can do that, like, I bounced off. But also, it came out with Breath of the Wild. So, right. Like... It always always happens. There's something else that comes out that, yeah. I, I And I'm sure the same happened with God of War. I'm almost, like, certain of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Forbidden West is uh, going to be in the plus lineup for this month. Uh, or for March. Nice. So... Okay. 
I, I think that's going to be more now like, hey, you got it. So I'm trying to kind of wrap up for Spoken um, just yeah. so that way I can get to that. Because, yeah, like it, it's one of those games that like did not get its flowers the way it should have. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of always overshadowed by something else coming out, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm excited to try that. And I, I, I told myself, too, like, dude, I need to restart God of War. I'm just going to clean slate. And then just play, I, yeah, just do the story mode option. Yes. And it's a whole lot better I, of an experience. Yeah, I, I like, I, the I combat's I, still like challenging enough, but it's not going to be anything that's going to like prevent you from playing through it. I just, I'm a, like, I know it's going to have like that Assassin's Creed two hook, where like mm. I'm going to want to do everything, but like I always yeah. want to do everything without realizing that New Game Plus. Uh, is is really just going to be like just carrying all those upgrades into the harder mode just to like make it more palatable is just if like if I want to do it that's how I got to yeah. do it and and there's certainly things I left on the map uh when I beat the first one I mean there's a whole branching thing that you can do mm-hmm. and I'm not going to spoil it but there's a whole thing that like I didn't even like dive into cuz you had to be kind of like higher level to even a- attempt it and I just I said oh, I'm just going to get the story done beat it and then go on to the next thing but there's there's a lot of stuff you leave on the table, um, if you're a completionist. There's there's a lot there. For oh sure. yeah, no, th- that's the thing. Like, right. I I don't know. I but I as far as the as far as everything going for it, and especially mm-hmm. like coming off of like I was I was a big God of War dude. Like mm-hmm. Ascension and fucking uh, Chains of Olympus, and like I I ate all of that expanded lore up stupidly right. and like and and the good thing about this is it, it 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 references that but you know you don't have to have played all those to have that like knowledge going into it like it's good to know it's good to have that previous knowledge because they reference it but you don't have to like it's a very much a a fresh start for people that haven't played god of war before no i wrote a feature a while back on just like this refreshing take on kratos and like I want to see it through the end because I basically and, everybody who's played Ragnarok has told me like, dude, you get uh, that payoff in spades. Like it is such. And, and I and I would say, like this isn't for everyone. This is just my own personal experience. But being a father now, I think when I wanted to play this game in 2018, it would not have had as much resonance as it does now. Because it's very much a father basically feeling like I suck at this. I'm not a good dad. And I feel like that that arcing story really resonates with you. I think, like for me, especially now that I have kids that are a little bit more older and kind of finding their own path, uh, yeah, that that shit hits hard. Like it hits hard to the point where I'm like, holy shit! Like, I I just I I I commend storytelling like that now because that kind of stuff doesn't get tackled enough in games. I was like, yeah. Please do more of that. That'd be fantastic. So yeah, <laughs> like you, you, you need flawed characters. You know, you need that kind of stuff. So, Dad of War is definitely on my uh, radar. Yeah, as soon as I can get sure. everything else situated. Um, for sure. All right. So that's it for me. Uh, I think that after I get through Ragnarok, um, I have Callisto Protocol that I've been kind of wanting to toss around a little bit. It's I'm not big in sale. survival horror. Yeah, and that's kind of why I figured. I, I'm not, like, big in survival horror. I heard it does some weird things, and I kind of want to see... Because I won't play the Dead Space remake, because I've already played Dead Space. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm i happy it's there, but, like, I want something a little different. I want something a little, like, off the rails. Like, I think we're... I think this is 2023. We're going for some weird. 
Yep. Like I I want to go for some 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 new experiences here. So if you got something weird to try, let's try it. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, dude, I'm all for it. Like yeah. uh fucking Pizza Tower. I'm seeing a lot of I've weird, heard I've heard good things. I've heard very good things. Which yeah. I'm just like and it just looks like Wario Land Shake It in Wario Land yeah. 4 and I'm just like yeah, yeah. I there there's there's again, there's so much to play and so little time to do it, but yeah. uh I I'm good to go ahead and do episode end right here. I think we talked a lot. I hope at the end of this, you definitely grab up Atari 50. Um, I think I will. Yeah, dude. absolutely. And like, just for the simple bite size stuff. And like, especially just showing your girls like, Hey, like this is when I was your age. Yeah. This, this is, is what, what we had. Up. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, dude, episode end. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> So y'all listen to episode 145 of Press Pause Radio. Uh, as far as uh, aside from this, we've got a few features. I did a, a big uh, late to the party on Sonic Origins, kind of collecting my thoughts on that compilation that came out, as well as I have another late to the party in the chamber for uh, Windjammers 2. Uh, and then I also have... Uh, some features that I'd like to pend and will likely return back to my Saturn feature kind of pick up where we left off on the, mm-hmm. the chapter of the uh, Saturn's lifespan. I try to make sure I have something ready uh, at least prior to its uh, birthday which is coming up in May. Um, so have that. Uh, play Play is going to come back in a big way. I definitely want to do something with Forspoken and Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, I'm waiting on the remaining cables. In the meantime, uh We've got Sin and Punishment that I would love to go ahead and dive into. Uh, speaking of janky uh, <laughs> Wii games and jank, like, but it's it's not even jank. Like, it's such a like I can't wait to talk about it. And we've talked about this game for years, but like I don't think we've done a deep dive like this uh, as far as a play play. Um, and then we've got some other uh, ideas for a play play that I really want to kind of bounce off and do. And yeah, that's essentially. It. And then now I guess we've got some. Uh, I've been trying to think of like some limelights that we can do now that we're getting our streaming s- uh, shit situated. Yeah. Um, and I would love to do Catherine and I would love to do some fucking Atari 50. We can do yep. both. I can. Yeah, I'm on board for getting both of those. And I think you and I have talked about maybe getting some Steam stuff, uh, maybe some curated stuff. I know we have the curated page on Steam that we need to kind of revisit and post some new stuff for. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been downloading a ton of demos on Steam. Like anytime they do a Next Fest, it's always been an opportunity to place through some demos and kind of check out some new stuff. So I, I think that's something we could definitely jump into. Absolutely. I need to talk to the dev, but do you remember kickstarting uh, with me? Uh, in fact, I think you're the reason why I kickstarted it uh, Radio of the Universe. So I never kickstarted it, but I played the demo. Holy shit, that game. Wow. Yeah, dude. And like I, I, I did kickstart it. So I got to yeah. see if I if we can stream it. I would also love to stream that. I w- I'd be down. I played the demo. Th- it was just on the recent Next Fest. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that game is awesome. I mean, uh, my, my, my just gut reaction to what I played, I was very interested in that game. So definitely want to check that out. Ed, uh, love, 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 love what you've been doing with Casually Hardcore. Uh, talk to me aside from streams what else are you currently planning um i've just got one thing in the works right now which is going to be that gigantic uh, feature uh about 
the myriad versions of console Tetris. Um, with the amazing artwork. I want I want to say what the title is, but I also don't want to say what the title is because all of my great unique titles always have a penchant for getting stolen by everyone else who you, hears them. You go ahead, you, you keep that close to your chest. Freaking, man. We got you. Yeah, dude. Bullet yeah. Bullet Heaven was taken as not only a game title but also now a whole genre. I fucking started that. And you did. Fucking ca- casually hardcore was taken by a uh, fucking podcast for World of Warcraft about a year after I came up with it. So I, I don't want to say what I want to say what it is because it's awesome, but I don't want to say what it is because I don't want it to oh, get man. out you there. Can, you, you can tell us off the record. I will I'd tell. Be, I, I'll you. tell you off the and record, but it's it's yeah. It's save 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 it for the Patreon. Gonna be gonna be significant when it drops. Um, I still got to work on structuring it, but like we've got eighty percent of the footage that I need. Um, Nice. For the 60 versions that we're doing. Uh, George is going to be a part of it. I got another YouTuber part of it. And uh, there's another person that uh, wants to be a part in terms of uh, uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. So hmm. that'll be pretty cool. Oh, you're going to cool. count that? I mean, yeah, you could. Yeah. That, that's official. No, we need to. Uh, yeah, I I contributed uh, Tetris CDI. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I am trying to do the Virtual Boy stuff because I have access to Virtual Boy Capture. So, uh, looking forward to that. Um, more so V Tetris than 3D Tetris. That fuck 3D yeah, it's, Tetris. It's just Geom Cube. Don't bother with 3D Tetris for real. But uh, I mean, we got to keep it a fish, right? Well, yeah, but it's not a fish. It's just like a. It, it, the production is also going to have like, um, like. There's going to be parts where we're going to where I'm going to say let's put a pin in this for a second, and then we're going to go into other games that were influenced by Tetris, and then eventually came around to becoming more of a mainstream feature within the Tetris games that came later on. So, um, mm-hmm. Doctor Mario, for example, um, Tetris Flash, aka Tetris Two, uh, was produced by Gunpei Yokoi. Um, which uh, uh, which came after, I believe, Dr. Mario. So uh, elements of Dr. Mario made it into Tetris 2. Hmm. Yeah, stuff stuff like that. So Geom Cube obviously is going to be... That came out before 3D Tetris. Uh, so that's going to, uh, to lead into the 3D Tetris. But uh, just like Tetris Attack is not really a Tetris game. Well... I am excited either way because, fuck, dude, Tetris CDI. If you ever just wanted to play a Tetris game that was developed with the demographic of people in the waiting room for a, for a doctor's office, like that, that's it. <laughs> it so it has a cool. it has an infomercial soundtrack. It does. Dude, I like it. it. It's very much like Yanni. Like it is <laughs> it is fucking bizarre. Um, elevator music. I, I'll send you. Some, I'll send you my two favorites. Sounds like an instructional video, really. Like you hear that, you know, that quintessential voice. You know, the mm-hmm. the T piece rotates in place with the flick of the wrist. Like the it like it. it imagine a lifetime infomercial. That's the sound. Oh, that would do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude. Um, God damn it! I I had something on the tip of my tongue. Uh, either way, I'm excited for it. I'm I'm grateful and I'm very appreciative that you invited me into it by uh, like allowing me to cover all the garbage Tetris games. Like that's <laughs> fucking. Hey, I've, I've got this. I've got plenty of garbage to sift through myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't 
I would love, love, love to like again throw more garbage Tetris games at you because like I also have, uh, well, one's not garbage, but it's just it's fucking weird. But Jactris, mm. and, like I, I'm just gonna capture it just to show you. You don't even have to use it. I just want it for you. It, it'll, I'll even put like the little caption for your eyes only, <laughs> like exclusive, exclusive, exclusive mm-hmm. look. Um, yeah, but I'm excited, dude. Uh, definitely can't wait to see this feature drop. Um, and there's some, there's some weirdo fucking Tetris games that, uh, I'm going to, especially just from a nostalgia point, really get excited for, uh, like magical Tetris challenge for the Nintendo 64. Yeah, man. It's a good game. It is man. Some of those pieces. Am I right? (laughs) Oh. Friggin' six by six, but cut in half diagonally. What the fuck is that? If you can't T-spin in it, it's a bad Tetris game. (laughs) Boom. That's my review. (laughs) No T-spins? Fuck it. No T-spin, no deal. No deal. All right. Well, with that being said, I think we got a lot on uh, the docket that I'm excited. I think... um, uh next episode i definitely want to do a future topic we haven't really done one in a while and like i haven't really thought of something topical to uh kind of cover that would be fun but uh, i think there there would definitely be something that'll like come to mind um we should hop uh, on the trend of uh the problem with retro nope (laughs) fuck no (laughs) I don't want to show up in the same search as Top Hat Gaming. Fuck that. Dude, Savaldi, just to mention Savaldi again, he got heated on Twitter for that shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he got some heat because he was, like, posting, like, screencasts of YouTube videos of, like, people talking about the problem with retro. And he's like, dude, he he went on a tangent. And he's not one to go on tangents. No. No. Once you get him going, he don't even get him started. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I'm not a retro person, so I don't have much to contribute to that other than I, I wish that retro was maybe, like, we need we need you, people like you, teaching us. Teach the masses It just of needs to be better preserved. But, like, there's also... Preservation, like, yeah. But the preservation is so tricky because if the right effort isn't put there, that like, again, that's what makes Atari 50 so special. I think the efforts have been, like, done in such a way. Uh, we need how- to just have someone like Warren Betty... Just doing something every 10 years to keep the yep. rights to it so that no one can ever touch it ever again. That's right. Fuck you. I own Dick Tracy. It's mine. I'm going to do a weird-ass special every 10 years so I can keep the rights until I die. <laughs> At a point, like, no, I, like, in fact, it's funny enough, it's fucking Cefaldi. Like, I saw that shit. He mentioned it, and it was just so weird. He's just having, it's Warren uh, Betty dude, just he, having he, dinner with Dick Tracy. Like, yep, up as himself. Yep. yep pretty uh, much. It's con- It's like a contract obligation to keep the rights to it, so he does it. It's the weirdest shit I've ever seen, but also kind of cool, too. <laughs> I think, it, you know not? what? Here, here's a retro. How about we talk about all the weird plug-and-play solutions right now? Like, actually, I don't know. Well, would you consider Evercade plug-and-play? No. All right. What about yeah. Arcade 1-Up? Uh... I kind of... You know what? Fuck- I, I I would like to go into that territory because I have a few of them now, and I want to see like where where we stand on that. Because I have like let's remove the okay. plug and play element. Let's just like okay. the next episode should be like weird new ways to play retro games. Okay. And like here's here's a criteria and, and, that'll and, count. And, and what stands up and what doesn't. Correct. Yes, I'm totally okay. for it. So like, like uh, it. Evercade, 
uh, Arcade One Up, Polymega, the Retron Seventy Seven compilations. Well, I still like, have one hundred percent of the Evercade games ever made. So you can weigh on yeah, that one. Yeah, you're the, you're the Evercade I mean, authority. Yeah. Ooh, so. that should be hey, that should be a new moniker. Do you do that Twitter? Put that on Twitter. No, I'm already the Tetrician. Oh, okay, got you. Tetrician, okay. I like that. We're gonna save that one though. Alright, so I'm Ooh, I'm for it. Good. And like and again, we can also cover even like the bigger stuff like NSO and plus and like I'm for it. So that's gonna sure. be there you go. You guys just got a nice little sneak peek to next episode of uh PPR and we'll probably get some more input and kinda tool it around and uh, we'll have that ready for you guys. Until then, uh Dude, I'm a I'm gonna go ice ice's little boys because like these boys are blue, they are cerulean, like they are they are fucking uh they are Pokemon blue, <laughs> like I I I think I've been sitting on them long enough. All right, and uh, this is toast. Go spade and neuter your pets. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> And uh, this is Ed. I uh, need to play more Atari games. Yeah, you can't like, can't can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with that. You fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
here to boot this fucking thing up. I I was actually thinking about whether or not I should grab Devil's Third digitally, but like I have no goddamn room on my Wii U either. Like I have uh, Fatal Frame Four that I can't install, Devil's which I got to figure out how to do. You can't move shit to the SD card. That's garbage. It is. It sucks. Um, I gotta figure something out, but oh, dude, but I want friggin' Wii U. Holy shit! It, I, dude. You know what? It is not. It is not as trash as everybody makes it out. It, but you know what? It Man, is, it's I, got I some, gave it its chance. It, it did not impress me at all. I just, uh, I look at the sales figures, um. And it's still fucking bonkers that this thing in in its entire lifespan only sold thirteen million. Yeah, I was one 13 of thirteen million. <laughs> yeah, I I grabbed that shit at lunch. I, um, I waited until dinner at least. Oh jeez, um, but yeah, dude, there's still there are still some Wii U holdouts that I don't think made it to the Switch yet. We got we got wonderful one hundred and one. We got no. That made it, didn't it? Yeah, that's. Oh, you're right. Sorry, I'm trying to think of the holdout that's still left. Because we got Captain Toad 101, uh, Pikmin 3, Fatal Frame. Uh, is, the Fatal Frame on Wii U is coming over too, eh? Oh, it is. Oh, I, fuck, I think here so. I am just like. I, I'm pooping. pretty sure of it. Yeah. We didn't get Tank Tank Tank. Oh no! Oh, yeah. yeah, Tank Tank. Tank Tank Tank. Fucking. Uh. My cat's very excited about Tank Tank Tank. Dude, I, if you ever wanted to like look at the douchebag who bought it at launch only for it to go free to play like months oh. afterwards. Uh, I still remember playing that shit at the arcade at GameWorks. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. That was so Christ. much fun, man. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to kind of boot this up. But yes, uh, definitely recommend grabbing Devil's Third and okay. fuck while you're at it. Uh, Dr. Luigi. Um mm-hmm. Christ. Uh, yeah, I get Dr. I, Luigi, obviously. Uh, Mighty Switch Force. Definitely yeah. grab that up. Uh, that was a good there, game. There, I like that one. Yeah. I Like, dude, again, the Wii U had some some nice little bangers. Um, but the most important... I played it on 3DS, but you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most important that I would absolutely recommend is um, all the DS Virtual Console games. Don't worry about the Game Boy Advance stuff because, like, we just got that on an SO. But logistically, because I don't think until well, like, grab Pocky and Rocky, but yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I then, dude, we got we got prehistoric dude or prehistoric band. Uh, we got Congo's Caper. We got some fucking oddball shit on NSO right now. So I yeah, but is it Pocky and Rocky with Becky? <laughs> is it no. yeah that's the that's the gba title it's i you know Becky. what i think we're gonna get back a uh Becky. by the end of 2023 <laughs> like I'll, I'll put money on it 